Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. For the hundredth time, people, the following program has been rated M-A-F-C-T-Z-B-S. It contains facts, critical thinking, and what else, guys? Zero. Zero bullshit. Indeed. Uh, actually, no rant today. I dearly beloved says it best. We are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word life. It means forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. The afterworld. A world of never-ending happiness. You can always see the sun, day or night. So when you call up that shrink in Beverly Hills, you know the one. Dr. Everything will be all right. Instead of asking them how much of your time is left, ask them how much of your mind, babe. Because in this life, things are much harder than in the afterworld. In this life, you're on your own. And if the elevator breaks down, go crazy. Punch the highest floor. Please don't lie. Where are you living in? Alrighty, welcome to the Ignorance Equation. I am once again, for the hundredth time, your benevolent host, Nick the Saucy One Cat Source. Humble servant of the people, and as always, I am broadcasting to you live from the land of meth and honey, Caraville, Tennessee. And I also want to introduce my centennial, my centenary, my centestimal producer, the George Burns to my Bob Hope, the Boeing to my ROTC, the Cleveland Museum of Art to my Boy Scouts of America, all things that turned 100 this year. Um, besides the first two, which died at 100. Okay, too much information. D, the producer from Under the Stairs. Yes, I am the producer from Under the Stairs, and as always, I am here at 100. Oh, my God. We just lost you, D. So let me go ahead and move on to a man who has taken 100 bleach baths while watching 100 historical YouTube videos. So he could spend the last hundred episodes trying to prove me wrong. Dwayne, the one hundred percent dedicated badger. I hate to do this to you, but I, you know, he wrote that, put that out yesterday about what our strengths are weaknesses on the show. Mine were doing corrections, and Nick, I hate to say it, you only did your intro ninety-eight times. Remember the two times you said you got bored, wanted to change it up, and did something else. Oh. So you did not. I hate I'd hate to correct up. you, Dwayne, but I did that three times, so I've only three, made that three. intro. And actually, I didn't start that intro until about six or seven episodes in. So you are incorrect about my incorrect. Oh, oh. <laughs> I so three bleach baths just to get this sorted out. Here we are, a hundred <laughs> episodes in, and we're still fucking up left and right. All right, yeah. and yeah. 
who has been fair and balanced 98% of the time on 28% of the episodes, that she has gotten to speak 36% of the time on air while maintaining 100% of her cool while taking zero bullshit from anybody, which equals 84.23% or something like that, Fern Thompson. Oh, wow. I am 100% grateful for that statistical introduction because that's totally me. I love that was 100% great. incorrect, by the way. It was, I was going to say, the numbers sounded actually kind of accurate, but I was more worried about, like, is she 36, 38? What double D? That's what I was I was waiting for that to come into play. You know, I'm going to put that <laughs> well, in the horseshoes, hand grenade, and atom bomb category and say close enough. <laughs> no, nice. well, you have been on 28% there, of the episode. Look, when I get there, I'll be able to look and tell you exactly what they are. I'm an expert at eyeballing booty sizes. I, cause I you know, know I didn't think need. about this um, pre-show, but we should all be drinking, and every time someone says 100, we should all drink. We would be pretty freaking drunk by the end of this episode. Oh, dude, oh I don't God. think anyone will be able to understand us at the end of the episode. Can anybody right? understand us at the beginning of an episode? That's yeah, that's fair. Very true. Yeah, that's right. uh, before I tra- jump into this, let me remind everybody that Prince, of course, passed away this past week. And here's what's amazing about Prince. For the first time ever, I don't care Michael Jackson, Paul Walker, um, what's his name? Oh, who boy. died of the drug overdose. Robin um, Williams. Oh. Yeah, Robin Williams. This is the first time I have ever seen a celebrity die in the past Five years, six years of being on Facebook that I didn't see people saying horrible shit about him. Not one person had something negative to say about the passing of Prince. And I think that really goes to show what his legacy is going to be, right? Just wait till next week. Um, from what I'm reading now, I guess it's saying that he did have an actual pill issue. I, it's not out, It's not confirmed yet. It's not. I, it's still speculation and hearsay. But if it does come to be true, I'm going to take back every nice thing I said simply because of the hypocrisy of it. And he claims to be a, claimed to be a teetotaler and total life. And if he was a drug addict, I understand people with issues and, and say, okay, I have an issue, I use drugs, whatever. But if you're going to play the role of the, the devout Jehovah Witness, the clean Jehovah Witness, and it turns out that he was a drug user and lying all the time, I take that everything. That sounds like vegan and everything. Yeah, but the problem is, just to interject here, is when somebody's um, addicted to prescription drugs, they don't consider themselves a drug addict because their doctor's well, patting them on the back with a wink and a well, nod and saying it's okay. Well, from what they're saying is that it wasn't that. They're saying, from what I'm reading, is that he had a fentanyl and another uh, drug issue to curb his stage fright he got from a dealer. And then now that he's having hip problems, he went to the doctor and they gave him Percocet, not knowing he was already taking fentanyl and this other crap. And that is what made him overdose by mixing the two. So if he went for, you know, Rush Limbaugh, you know, or other celebrities who go and they get uh, addicted to prescription drugs, those doctors are the worst pushers ever, I can understand that. But if he was self-medicating for stage fright through a dealer, then I have an issue. I mean, with his money and his spirituality, he could have tried hypnosis. Is church, you know, the Jehovah's Witnesses have all kind of anti-drug and alcohol programs. I just find that I'm hoping it's not true. I'm praying it's not true to my Anunnaki overlords. But if it is, I take back everything. Well, so far, you're the first person I've heard say anything negative about Prince. So thank you for being the number one first Uno person to say something negative about Prince. Always a nonconformer, Nick. Always a nonconformer. 
All righty. Let me ask you guys this, and then i got to take this call. Episode 100. Let's be honest. This is an honest show. We never hold back. Who's surprised we made it this far? Not me. Your, your dry <laughs> ambition and, and, and bullheadedness in, in a good way, I, I, I'm surprised, you know, I'm surprised we're not, we haven't had the 100th show uh, a, a couple months back. I, I was, with the way you well, pushed and drive. we've and done what, 230 podcasts, but this is the 100th episode. This is the first actual show to make it to episode 100. Right, right. And that's what I'm saying. I'm just surprised that we haven't done more shows or more off the top. Oh, we're snowed in or we got a whatever show. I'm just surprised with your drive and ambition, your love for this, and our love for it, too. Fern, D included, mine. I'm just surprised we haven't done more. I, I, I see big things ahead for us in the future. Gonna keep, you know, I'm not going to spill the beans on what we have planned, but hopefully if everything works out this summer, that we'll be bigger and better. And I'm, I'm proud of you, Nicholas. Well, thank you, sir. Aww. That means a lot. D, um, you live with me, and we've had many round and rounds about how are we going to juggle all this? We're so stressed out. And, I mean, I remember when we were stressed out, I was working 30 hours a week at my day job, and we just did this show once a week, and a lot of times we didn't even do them. And I was like, how can I juggle all this? Now we're doing yes. three or four podcasts a week, working 40 hours a week, and I'm writing yes. five days a week for that site. And you're going to school yeah, with then. Like, now I'm like, I wish I could go back to those days where I thought I couldn't handle it. Right. I, and it, it's kind of weird because the more you push yourself, the more you will push yourself. Um, it, it's almost like an exercise, uh, really, like an exercise in, I don't know, idiotic for us. But no, no, you're right. I mean, and then I started my blog for a while, and now we've got this new project that we're working on. Um, so, you know, I was like, okay, something's got to give. So for anybody who did read Maybe Domestic, uh, I love you all, but I really am not going to have time to juggle that in this big, giant, new ignorance equation thing we're working on, um, which in the near, in the very near future, uh, I'd say in the next two to three months. We'll be launching this summer. Yes. We will be having a super mega launch and I'm already thinking of awesome things to give away to people who want to share our information because I, I'm I'm sitting on a box of, you know, all kinds of cool stuff. You've to really come give to into people. your own, D. I, I'm trying, man. You've become a mad we, man. I think we I, all have. <laughs> let me move on. So about two and a half years ago, I received a book in the mail called Is the United States Worth Saving? And, I, you know, I read this book, and it really kind of changed my perspective. I mean, I was pretty much along those same lines, but it was articulated. The book itself was articulated in a way that had absolutely no political bias. It was just, this is the Constitution. This is what it means. This is what America means. These are real solutions, and that's crazy, right, to read a book that actually has solutions. Everybody writes a book about, here's a million problems this country has. But this book actually had solutions in almost every chapter, and I've I've gotten a great um, working relationship with him, which has turned into a friendship. Somebody I'm very glad to have in my life, Mr. Charles Thompson. Charles, what's up? Good morning, Nick. It's good, good morning, morning in California. <laughs> yes, sir. It's 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 good to hear you and and your partner there. Uh, I always enjoy the discourse that you guys have. Thank you, Charles. Good to hear you too, buddy. Thanks for coming in. So here we are. We are at episode 100, and if I was speaking with David Hand now, I would ask him, 
Does episode 100 mean any more or less than episode 99 or 101? What does this mean, Charles, that we've hit 100? Does this mean anything, or should we all be doing a little victory lap? Well, it's a milestone, that's that's for sure. But a number's a number, and one can be great, another can be uh, not so great. So I, I don't know, Nick. Uh, that's a very good question. Uh, I, we need to go to the Oracle to get the final answer to that, I believe. Well, let's go to Fern. She's kind of like our Oracle that keeps us all in line over here. <laughs> Fern, you've been doing this eight months, 28 episodes. Um, I think you joined us full-time in October, September, something like that. Anyways, mm-hmm. what have you learned eight months of doing this show? Have you, what have you, outside of what you've learned research wise, what have you learned about human nature just speaking with the callers and mixing it up with different guests the last eight months? You know, I think the, the biggest thing, I don't know that I've learned it, but it's really been broadened. The vision has been broadened, and that is you never know as much as you think you know, and you will never learn enough. And to sit and listen to other people with an open mind as you would want them to listen to you is so hugely important, especially in the political arena, um, to just have a safe place to come and discuss things, and not necessarily to agree all the time, but just to be, you know, in a respectful environment. It is going to change the world. So you never stop learning. You never think you know it all, and just to respect other human beings. I think I've, uh, I think that's the biggest thing that I've taken out of it. Although I tried to do that before, but it's really become a much bigger uh, perspective for me. Wow. Speak for yourself. Nick, listen to that lady. That's the oracle right there. (laughs) Yes, she absolutely is. Um, Charles, you've been a guest on the show several times, and we used to have our podcast, We Are the Government. What have you learned through all of this? I mean, you're already so wise, and you've got so much um, experience under your belt. I don't know if I could teach you anything. You've definitely taught all of us a bunch. What have you learned uh, kind of interacting with people on the show? Well, it, uh, it, it's, a, it's a wonderment to me because, uh, and I, I really enjoy it, Nick, because it shows the diversity in, in our nation and the fact that uh, it is emblematic of what human nature is all about. Uh, we're all products of our upbringing and the environment in which we grow up. Uh, <clears throat> and this is a very, very big, wide country. But uh, if we can make it go here, and uh, we have some signs uh, on the wall now that say that uh, we have some very, very challenging uh, things ahead of us, but if we can make it here, uh, it may be still that shining light in the world how mankind can come together and and live a a, uh, productive and meaningful life. Uh, without uh, the warring and the, uh, all of the uh, horrendous uh, acts of human nature that we see every day. But, uh, Nick, in all truth, uh, I, in my lifetime, and <clears throat> I'm one of those old fogies, you know, you know, that you hear about, but in my lifetime I've seen uh, tremendous change uh, in this country. I bet. And uh, there's a different, uh, a different kind of aura uh, over this country now than uh, there used to be. And I don't know what that pretends, but uh, unless we get a hold of it, unless good people step forward uh, around the country, 
uh, I believe that uh, we're in for a great, great change one way or the other. And I believe this this year of all years uh, could be a most meaningful thing in our history. Uh, I think uh, November is going to uh, give us, uh, I think, a step totally in one direction or the other. There's going to be a big divide. And uh, so I, I'm uh, I'm very, very uh, anxious about uh, the prospects of this year, and we'll just have to keep our fingers crossed and do what we can. Hard to argue with that, and that's what we're trying to do here on the show, and we have been getting callers more and more across the political spectrum, you know, ideology-wise. Dwayne, we have had, yeah. man, I, I think I've argued with you more intensely than anybody except maybe my ex-wives over the past five or six years. <laughs> well, thank you. Ten years, well, thank you. I guess. Um, so we've had different times where you've quit the show, and then you've quit the yeah. show again after you came back, and then you came back and said, well, I quit the show. Are you here to stay <laughs> this time? And what have you learned over this last three, you know, for you probably two years and ten months, whatever, of well, uh, doing this show about human nature? Are you still that well, negative first, badger that rolled in here, episode one? Well, yeah. First, I just want to say this is all an act. I don't like any of you. I just do it for the money. So that, that's why I'm here. And we I know that. I tend to like you guys. <laughs> but, no, I mean, yeah, I quit. That was my diva moment. I had to have my diva moment. Um, the, the quitting now I can't do because Fern and I just talked about this the other day. Even if I do suggest or mention quitting, I, I promise you guys that I'll get you all out here, fly you, drive you, whatever, and I go to poorhouse to beat my ass, so I don't, I'm not looking forward to that, so I, I can't quit, I'm contractually bound. Um, as far as human nature, I think we, sadly, I'm still the negative Nelly of the group. I still think that we are the small minority of the country and the world in general, if you look at the different religions and different groups throughout the world, of people who could actually have differing views, far differing views, and still at the end of the day, get along shake hands, and then talk about our kids or talk about our hobbies or whatever, whereas I think just the majority of the people in the world, they're so set in their ways that they can care less about their fellow human beings. I just think that we've gotten, the whole world has gotten to that point. I just think we are the exception to the rule that actually get along and still have differing views. Well, I feel like it's growing, and I feel that way just because of the type of um, callers we get. Charles, I'll let you chime in here in one moment. Um, Dee, are you back with us? Of course. What you know, yeah. you're on the back end of this more so than even me sometimes, as far as the production end. What have you learned over the last hundred episodes, three years of doing this? Um, other than it is always better to do things yourself, um, as far as technically speaking. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's definitely a learning process. It's definitely something that you are never perfect at, no matter who you are. I mean, we were watching a live television show the other day, and we were like, hmm, this host is having some issues today. Um, yeah, and they've been for years and years. Yeah. He was making um, and he, mistakes left and right that yeah. episode for some reason. So, I mean, it's good to know that, I, I guess it's good to see sometimes that uh, there there is no perfect. It's, um, it's just Everyone has do. an off night. Yeah, and uh, you just keep doing it, and um, some days you see 
the benefits and some days you don't, but you still keep doing it. So that's All right. the way it is. Charles, I'm well, going to let you have the last word on this because I want to move on to yeah. something fun. Well, uh, Nick, <clears throat> the thing, thing I'd like to point out is what what we've just heard in the last few minutes is the wonder is the real wonder of this country. Uh, look, look at the diversity that you have just on your show, uh, and yet mm-hmm. we're all friends. We we all have some fundamental uh, thing that binds us together, and that uh, that's we call democracy. And this is what we've got to come to. We can have differences of opinion because that's the way of progress. Uh, but that that uh, difference uh, shouldn't lead us into uh, some kind of warfare. Uh, and that's what we have to learn around the world. But we've got to be the example uh, for people all over the world uh, as to how that can be done because we are a nation of, of great diversity. And uh, if we can show that people can come together and live uh, productively, uh, then that uh, will still be that shining light that uh, I think that this nation was meant to be. So yes. with that, uh, Nick, I do have some other appointments this morning, and but I wish you the best, you and Dee and your friend there. Uh, carry on. All righty, Charles, you too. We'll be in touch. You have a great Thank weekend. Thank you, sir. Hear that? I'm an Take. example. I'm an example for others. <laughs> 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 All right, all. guys. You have a good one, Charles. Let me move on to this now. I, I'm going to do this throughout the episode as time allots. I pulled some things that have to do with 100. And the first one I want to do is TV. I pulled a bunch of TV shows that everybody should know, television shows that are very popular and well-known, not something that's like, oh, I'd never heard of that, or that was only on one season. And I want to ask you guys, I got a little quiz here for you. Do you think that this show has less or more than 100 episodes? You guys yeah. got that? Yeah. All right, let's start so off. We go around the trivia. table. Yeah, it's kind of like trivia. We'll start with D and then go Dwayne and Fern. And you yeah, guys no Googling, Dwayne. Let, let, let Fern go second. I want to go last. All right, you could go last. All right, the first show, of course, is... Oh, and by the way, this does not include spinoffs, movies made from the TV show, or, you know, any kind of sequels or anything like that. This is just the original show. Okay, the original Star Trek, more or less than 100 episodes? More. Burn. Oh, I'd say more. Dwayne? Less, for sure. You're not Googling, are you? No, 97, I think, was the actual amount. The way he nailed it, um, it's less. However, it was 79 wow. episodes. 78, okay. if you don't count, there was two pilots That's, to the okay, show. I got, I got dyslexic there. Yeah, and there's a long dispute between um, Trekkies if there's actually 78 or 79. But the Wicked says 79 episodes, so we'll go with that. All right, next. Um, James Gonafini passed away last year. So, of course, I have to mention one of my favorite cable my shows, too. The Sopranos. That show was on, I think, seven years. Did it have more or less? Uh, yeah. More or less than 100. Uh, I'm going to say less. Burn. Yeah, I, I'm going to say less. I'm trying to do the math in my head, and I'm thinking, yeah, okay, seven, seven to eight seasons, <laughs> 12 to 16 episodes per season, probably less. Yeah. Dwayne. 
actually, it was six seasons. I think it was 13 episodes per season. So whatever the math is, it was what? You want to take a guess <laughs> how many episodes? Since we're all agreed, 60, it's what? 60, 69, 68. You're always 78 would be 13 at six years. 86 episodes. Ah. Again, I'm I'm back I'm back hitting dyslexia. <laughs> I lottery. We've got the X Files. Did old Mulder and Scully last a hundred episodes? Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't think so. I I I don't I there's a lot a lot of episodes and I know I've seen a whole lot of them, but I don't think so. I don't think they had a hundred. Uh, they are they are nine seasons. I know I've watched them front to back. Um, it's nine seasons of the X Files, and I can't remember exactly how many episodes per season, but they were definitely over a hundred, probably like a hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty. Uh, do you concur, Mister Badger? I think one hundred forty-two. I'll say. Um, actually, you guys are all way off base. It actually had two hundred and eighteen episodes. Oh wow! Remember this is on. Um, this is on primetime TV, non-cable. Those guys run 22, 24 episodes. That's true. That's, That's right. True. That's right. We've gotten wow. so used to only getting to see 13 episodes of The Frickin' Walking Dead, we forget that right. regular TV shows run 22, 24, sometimes even 26 episodes a season. All right. Don't even get me started on Game of Thrones with their little dinky seasons either. Oh, premieres tonight. Woohoo! Dude, uh, yeah, you think right. we're bad? Oh, thank you for reminding me. In Europe, they have three to six episodes per season. I love the anthology show Dark Mirror, and last season they had one episode. Yeah. Same with the oh, Hit wow. Crowd. The Hit Crowd had one episode last season. How the fuck do you even call yourself a TV show when you've got one episode right. per season? That doesn't even make sense to me. All right, let's move on. Set the Wayback Machine to your grandparents' or parents' um, childhood. Leave it to Beaver. Under or over oh. 100 episodes? A classic. Everybody mm. knows Leave it to Beaver, but did those shows back then run in that 100 mm. episodes? I don't know how many seasons, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think I've ever actually seen an entire one, so I'm going to say no. Burn. I'm going to say no, and it's because I think I remember reading somewhere that other than a news show, the first TV show to actually hit 100 episodes was Saturday Night Live. So I'm definitely going to say no, they did not get to 100. What do you say? What say you, Badger? I'm trying to find a beaver joke here, and I'm just at a loss for words. I'm going to say less than 100. <laughs> How about this? I don't want to talk about that 100-year-old beaver. Does that work for you? There you go. <laughs> that'll work. That'll work. It that'll work. And Fern, you're way, way off. Bewitched had a couple hundred episodes. My Three Sons had a couple hundred episodes. Really? And Leave it to really? Beaver had 234 episodes. Wow. wow. All right, Speaking let's move on. Speaking of Bewitched, Samantha was hot. Oh, my God, was she hot. How <laughs> hey, dare uh, either Darren got her? How either Darren got her is beyond me. Well, you know, what's her name? Oh, what's her name from My Dream of Jeannie? Does oh, oh yeah. Oh, dude. What the heck's her name? Barbara Eden. Barbara Eden. Yeah, people are screaming at the radio right now. Barbara Eden, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Barbara Eden is in her mid-60s, maybe even closer to 70, and she still looks damn good. I saw an interview with her not too long. She does. She looks good. Morgan Fairchild. She still looks good. Well, she did at least a couple years ago, two years ago. She's in her 60s, almost 70s. So I saw is a it? picture of Christine Brinkley. 
and she still looks amazing at oh, like Christy 55. Brinkley? Christy Brinkley. Yeah. yeah. She still looks amazing at 55. And they showed this picture of her, and she's sitting at the table wearing gloves. And then they showed this picture of her without her gloves, and she has oh, elderly yeah. hands. Elderly hands connected to the rest of her body looks like she's like maybe early 40. And actually, yeah. she um, is on some kind of campaign now to help people. There's a, it's actually a disorder where your hands and feet are all shriveled up looking while the rest of you hasn't caught up yet. Is that not bizarre? Mm-hmm. That's odd. Yeah. Well, that's where you can see a lot of – but that's where they say you can see people's age first is in their hands and their neck because that's – you know, other than putting lotion on your hands when they feel dry, you work with your hands, so you don't really think about them a whole lot. And then your neck, I mean, who would think of moisturizing your neck? Yes. There's like going to be a lot more? of very unhappy Generation Xers out there with their freaking neck tattoos come 20 or 30 years down the road. Oh, yeah. Oh. Barb, Barb got hands like sandpaper. She constantly washes them because she's a, a certified rectal sanitation engineer. That's a CNA for others who don't know. Yeah, and, I've been there. And, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so she washes hands. the crap out of her hands. Yeah. yeah, and she uses all types of moisturizers and nothing, yeah. nothing. All right, yeah, actually, these, cause remind I me, a, I've got something for her. Yeah. Go I've got a whole bunch of these left. Who wants to be a millionaire? Did old Regis make it 500 episodes uh, with that show? Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are we talking the, with the British version, too, or are we just talking the, the reboot? Once the again, American these are all the originals. These are all just, just the original. Okay, not, none of the okay, brought back stuff. Okay. So I don't think so. Mm-mm. Yeah, I would I say less so. as well. I'm going to say I'm going to go against the grain and say yes, they did. That show ran, I think, four years. But the thing you guys are forgetting is it was a weekly show. They Sometimes actually had twice a week. Yeah, they actually had five hundred. Oh. Holy crap! That's a, that's a lot of money that's... they gave out. All right, sign yeah, that is. Bow, 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 bow. The show about nothing. Did they make 100 episodes about nothing? Oh, my God. I know this because I did the trivia on it, and I wrote this question. I, I don't think so. Fern. Really? I do. I think they went 100. The way? Yeah, they went 100. They had to have. They've been on for, like, for like what, nine years? Mm-hmm. Yep. 180 episodes. Yeah. Let's hit the Brady Bunch. It's a story of a lovely lady who was bringing up three very lovely girls. Did it make it 100 yeah. episodes? Jeez. I think so. I Her. think so, yeah. I don't think so. I should have kept track of these because I don't know who's winning. Um, Dwayne. I don't know. I am keeping track of if I'm winning. I only missed one so far, and I would say, no, they did not. <laughs> you are wrong. You're missing two so far. 117 so episodes. Far. If anybody is surprised by that. All right, Gilligan's Island. Well, oh, I know when you one. think TV, you've got to think Gilligan's Island. D, did, did, did they get yeah. off the island? And fell? By the way, if somebody fucked up my rescue off a desert island, not once, not twice, but several times, I, I feel like in real life Gilligan would be found in a cave somewhere with his neck broke, right? Yeah. 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 He, 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 he would be used as fish bait, and we'd be having a big piece of body body. <laughs> Just just um, having four guys on that island, well, let's take the house out of it. Just having three healthy young men on that island and only having two girls, somebody got to go. There's no mm-hmm. way Gilligan would not be off that island. Anyway, Viking funeral. D, Gilligan's Island. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, geez, I'm really tossed on this. I see. I, I know the show, but I've never really watched it. I don't know how long it ran. I would say no. Alrighty, um, Dwayne. Nope, three seasons and the uh, show finale, the two-hour special where they actually got off the island. Actually, it ran four seasons. The first season four. was in black and white, black and, and white. it ran yep. 98 episodes. It almost, it seems like oh, if, you're gonna so long, if you're going to do 98 episodes, why would you not right? do 100? I mean, can't you mm-hmm. just figure out a way? Okay, let's move on. Nanu Nanu, Mork and Mindy. And Mork and Mindy hit that 100 <laughs> Episode milestone, like the ignorance equation. Look how many shows we last. We've put out, and our show's two hours, and those shows are a half hour. We put out more content. I think I added it up one time. We've actually done more hours of the ignorance equation than The Simpsons has done wow. hours of programming. Anyways, Mork and Mindy, Nanu Nanu. I don't think so. I don't think so. I love either. it, but I, I don't, and we have, I, don't we have the whole series? Like on do. No yeah, I don't, so. I, don't, I don't think there's that many. No, I don't think there's that many. Fern, Dwayne, quick, quick, let's speed this up because we got callers calling. No, no. Fern. No, absolutely All not. right. You guys are all right. 91 episodes. Saved by the bell. <laughs> the original, um, not the fucking college years or Zach, you know, the special Zach gets gay with Screech episode or whatever bullshit they did afterwards. Yeah. Just the original so this episode. So this is including Screech's sex tape. <laughs> no, it's definitely. And by I the way, so. I have to say this every time we talk about <laughs> Say by the Bell, Dustin Diamond, probably one of the biggest douches I've ever met in my life. And probably Just one of the biggest penises in, in, uh, of, of you bet your life. I hear he's hung like a mule. I, I don't know. That's, I had a bad experience. <laughs> Meeting him at a con once. Okay, you guys, Saved by the Bell. What do you guys think? That show is on a fairly long time. Launched a lot of careers. Did it make it to the big 100? Fern, 100 episodes. No, I don't think so. The way of the tiebreaker. Yeah. um, I'm afraid Fern has locked this one up at 86 episodes. Or did Fern say yes? Yeah, 86. That's it. All right, here's an easy one. Walking Dead, 100 episodes. Uh yes, Fern? and Crap. I'm gonna say yes because D says yes, and I don't watch the show, so yes. <laughs> no, I was it six six seasons, eight episodes, whatever. I mean, six seasons. No, yeah. eighty-three episodes. Breaking Bad, okay. the okay. show that kind of launched this dramatic, ongoing type of episodes, episodic TV, uh, I think they call it. Did it did it hit a hundred? No. I don't know. Oh, wow. I'm going to say yes. Yes. Nope, 62 episodes. Really? Wow. That's it. It ran ran five seasons, and I think there was like 13 episodes per season. All right, Twilight Zone. The original black and white Twilight Zone, the one with Shatner. There's something on the wing of the plane. Did that one hit the big 100? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Dwayne, no, ah, no. you are so wrong, Dwayne. One hundred and fifty-six episodes. Oh, we're wrong. <laughs> Lost six seasons on the island. Did Lost hit the magic one hundred? No, I don't think so. I think it's close, but no. Yes, I think it's just over. Dwayne, yeah, just over like Fern. I agree. One twenty-one. Oh, 
All right, so there was a show that I didn't watch when I was little. I've seen a few episodes. I thought it was horrible with Emmanuel Lewis called Webster, if you guys remember that oh. show. Oh, wow. Did cute little Webster make it to 100? I don't think so. Yeah, that's on the way back, and I don't think so either. Dwayne, Webster. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. You are so right. Um, Webster would be proud. 150 episodes of that garbage. Wow. Whoa. I bet you Facts of Life had about 600 episodes. They were on like 11 or 12 years. And that's back when they did 30 episodes a season. Um, yeah. Punky Brewster. What's her name? Is it Emmanuel Lee Fry? Yes. Did she make it she with like, a classic 100? I just watched her on uh, I Love the 80s last night. <laughs> As well. uh, I don't know. If Webster did, then probably. No, I don't think I don't think so. I used to, like, that was my TV doppelganger. Like, I literally wore, like, the clothes, like, her with the bandana around the leg and the pigtail. I totally was her. No, That's a coincidence. I, so. I used to dress like Blossom. Do you, do you remember the shitty cartoon, Punky Brewster, where she had Gloomer and she'd be like, I'm sorry, Punky friend, that talked like Jar Jar Binks? You remember yeah. that cartoon? All right, Fern, Punky Brewster, the TV series, 100 episodes, nay or yay? Okay, the cool thing about Punky Brewster, it was out right around the same time as Rainbow Bright, and I always got the two confused. They were like one and the same to me, but I remember watching Punky Brewster grow up on the show, so I'm going to say it is probably not only over 100, but probably over 200. Wow, that is um, quite I'm the uh, statement you're making there. Wow, I could be incorrect. I'm going to say that's wrong. Under under 100. Uh, Dwayne, once again, you have nailed it. 88 episodes of good old Punky. Oh, I was way yeah, off. I didn't, yeah, I didn't think so. The love oh, boat has it hit Making the boat. Did, did, um, did go oh, my God. 100 errands on the love boat? I, no, the question is, I think I've seen Doc, one whole episode. Did Doc bang yeah. 100 passengers? He was getting the oh, ladies every show. Did Isaac, did Isaac water down 100 drinks? Yes. I don't think so either. I'm going to say yeah because I think it and uh, Fantasy Island came on right after that on Fridays or Saturday, Saturday nights. And I'm going to say it was, ran for like six seasons. So yeah, I think Love Boat was, yeah. Love Boat ran closer to 10 seasons, if I'm remembering correctly, and it had 250 episodes. Yep. Wow. All right, here's another classic with Tweaky. Remember Tweaky the Robot and Buck Rogers. And Buck Rogers has a hundred episodes. Steve? Since it was that old, I mean, like, I think it was, like, one of those, like, Lost in Space, and there was one, like, all the time. So, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, we'll go with it. Okay, I'm really horrible at this game. I was never good at guessing the number of Skittles in the jar in class either, so it shouldn't be a surprise <laughs> that I'm horrible at this game. Uh, I don't know, Buck Rogers. Maybe I'm, I, I guess what? I've been under a rock, so I'm just going to go. Aaron Gray? Oh, my Tommy, God, Aaron Tommy, Gray. Tommy. Oh, my God. Horrible. 
hawk the guy with the the fighter jet or the spaceship was like a, a falcon and he had like feathers yeah, for George hair? Yeah, George Benedict. Wasn't that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I haven't it either, friend. Don't worry. Totally different <laughs> language you're speaking right now. I have no idea what Fern you're saying. Fern loves Putin. Yes, he does. <laughs> I, but I don't know if that makes you patriotic or not patriotic anymore, loving Putin. Yeah, that's true. I get confused. The rules are always changing. Dwayne, did they do 100 episodes of Buck Rogers? I'm going to say in I the think 24 it was five century. seasons. I'm going to think it was five seasons. I'm going to say yes. Because I have them. I have, I have the, the set. The collection. Well, you don't have five seasons because it only ran two and it only ran 37 episodes. <laughs> Which oh, is, oh, no. I'm thinking, oh, I'm thinking, I was raised Battlestar Galactica. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. I have yeah. both it, sets, though. I only ran. I ran a half season. It was a mid-season, um, I guess, subst- substitution or replacement for a show. And then it ran a full second season. And that's it. 37. It's weird because I remember wow. that show having like 100 episodes, too. But it only had yeah. 37 episodes. All right. Here's the last one. Alf. And it's a trick question. Oh, I know this Did one. Alf run 100 episodes? D. It's a trick question. Yes. Uh, I don't even know yo? the answer. It's such a trick I, question. I, oh. Uh, I don't think so. Alien no, life so. form. Did, Fern, did Alien life form, Alf the puppet, run 100 episodes? I'm going to say, because you said it's a trick question, that I'm going to say it ran exactly 100 episodes. Dwayne, do you want to kind of jump in the same boat with um, Fern, or do you have a different No, it only ran like three to four seasons. The last season was cut short when the alien task force came and got him. All righty, here's the deal with ALF, and this is why I say I don't know how you want to um, kind of define this. ALF, they made 99 episodes. However... They aired 102 episodes because three of the episodes they made, they made as hour-long episodes, but then they cut them into half-hour shows for television. When they aired, <sighs> they aired 103 episodes, <sighs> but actually 99 episodes were only made about. So I don't know if that means After that show, the alien puppet got more work than any actor or actress on the show. And all the actors and actresses had like big infighting and falling apart in their, their own personal lives because of that show, because they were like second fiddle to a Muppet. It, it was like a big controversy after that show got off the air. <laughs> the one yeah, yeah, that's, that's another show that got a cartoon as well, man. A lot of those old 80s, yep. like more kid-generated shows got a cartoon. Alright, let's jump on to the next subject. I'm hoping we get some other callers in here shortly. Um, here's something else I was thinking about. We started this show, and Dwayne and Dee, you'll have a better perspective of this, obviously, than Fern. But we are getting a lot more callers from across the political spectrum, a lot more people who are liberal, conservative, moderate. Do you think that over the past three years that this country has become less divided and more open? Because I see people all the time now who I've never seen chime in on politics. And they were like um, – chiming in on their Facebook, and they're like, this thing with the $20 bill is stupid. I wish people would stop all this bullshit. This thing with the LGBT bathrooms is ridiculous. Why are we arguing about this when we have so many other important things? I feel like people are starting to get sick of the division, and we're starting to see at least a willingness. Like, I would be more surprised now to hear from a Scott guy who's like, I don't interact with liberals in any form of my life. 
I don't talk to liberals at work. Fuck you. I'll kill you all. Remember that asshole? Like, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm going into a lot less of that. And that wasn't even someone that was on my friends with. Then I think I, you should do every show from now on in that voice thing. That's how I picture his voice. He's like, he said, um, be a horrible thing, got into it with Fern. And he's like, I don't interact with liberals at any point in my life. I will not speak to a liberal ever. I don't want you to be, I don't want you to be a Hobby Lobby decision because I don't want you to have any of the same I, I think you, that guy it, was it reminds you that, right? I just think you look like a vampire. You just look yeah, like a vampire to me. like a vampire yeah. to me. But that guy no, was absolutely uh, ridiculous. I, I, I'm sorry, D. As our most liberal host and, and person on the show, I think you'd be more apathetic to calling him a vampire kin. I mean, you have to address his gender role correctly or his kin role. You have to put kin on the end or you're being completely correct. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm like, no. Uh, I don't know, man. It, it's. Uh, you so know me, you I get thrown out on What do you think over this last three years? We've been getting a lot of callers from across the spectrum. Has the show moved a lot more moderate or to the right? Or are people just more open and to talking about politics uh, that they may not agree with or anything that they may not agree with? I don't know that we've really moved a whole lot. I mean, I don't know. What do you, Dwayne, do you think we've really moved a whole lot? Like, as far as... Uh, I don't think we have. I, I think so, all of us in general. I mean, you tolerate me. I still don't think you accept any of my opinions, but you've become more tolerant. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, Dwayne's a nut. It's okay. Nick, on the other hand, I think Nick, Nick sees some of my views that he may not have seen before. I know for a fact I see some of Nick's views. Fern has always been kind of in the middle, so she really hasn't changed much. But I think as far as Nick and I, we have. As far as our callers and viewers, I think Nick's spot on. The people are more open to say, hey, look, the government and the media is trying to divide us, and we're tired of the bullshit, but it's still, is, is there still division amongst the ranks of people? I would say just as much, but I think people are more open to the fact they're being manipulated to be divided. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, it seems like politicians are, are getting more, like, extreme, but... I don't know, maybe that's what it is. Maybe because politicians are getting to where they're more extreme than they used to be. Um, in comparison, we're just like just about dead center, basically. So people are like, oh, well, I'll talk to them because look at the shit that's going on out here. They're way not as bad as that, you know. Exactly. And even even the, the pundits on, on, on TV shows are so far left or right or set in their ways that like I told Nick last night, yeah. we're the everyday Joe that people can relate to that have different views, yeah. and at the end of the day, we still shake hands. So, yeah. But is there more of that? I mean, Dwayne, obviously you've seen less attacks on your page. I've seen less attacks. I'm seeing. I know you don't have a whole lot of friends on your page, so maybe Fern and Dee can chime in on this. But I'm seeing a lot of people now who have never spoken about politics. They were very much. Here's a picture of a casserole I made or a cute cat picture or meme or something coming out and saying, this is enough, dude. Like this extremism on both sides, this um, Trump chalk, oh, my God, or this, um, you know, oh, this guy said you can't bring a gun into his restaurant. Let's go burn his fucking deli down or whatever. Like this has got to stop. We're sick of this. Do you feel like – let's start with the fern first. Do you feel like the temperature in this country is changing where people are actually starting to get sick of all the hate and division, normal people who usually don't chime in, because that's what I'm seeing. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I I think it's actually going both ways. I think you're actually <laughs> you're seeing more people being sick of the obstructionism and the hate and you know the division in the country, but also you're also seeing people come out who normally wouldn't speak up that are in support of some of the hate and the division. So I think you're having both types of people come out of the woodwork, and it's good to see the positive you know, come out, and it's bad to see the negative come out. But it's all a good thing, I guess, because it's getting people more involved and, you know, educated on the process and what's going on. So if nothing is to be taken from it, at least America is becoming slightly more educated in the political process. So I guess you can take that as a good thing. But, yeah, I mean, I think we we provide a pretty safe environment. I mean, I view the show as possibly a little more left than it is right or dead center, um, and that's just my perception. But then why but do we I get am... so many right-leaning callers? You know what Back I'm saying? If this is a left-leaning. Exactly, Back and I'm going to go into that. I think that the, the right-leaning callers hear us and feel comfortable that they can come on and express their opinion without getting you know, beat over the head. We've had some pretty stout uh, pro-Trump people call in, and I don't know that – I mean, that's been more recently in the last few months, and that's been impressive. Now, whether we're – you know, because we, we do kind of ride Trump's ass a lot. And for them to feel comfortable to call in and express their opinion without fear of getting beat up I think is just phenomenal. It's great. But is that happening more and more? Back, is that yo. translating over to social media? Because when I see people have conversations now, at least the people that I interact with, I'm not seeing – except for – you know, Paco throwing a fit on D last week, which was way over the top. I'm mm-hmm. not seeing as much of that extremism of how you're oppressing me with your meme. Like D, you would put a meme up, and then Paco wrote you was like, "You're you're oppressing me with this meme. I'm you're attacking all of Christianity with your meme," which was to me a pretty ambiguous meme to start with. But I feel like we're seeing a lot less of that. Are people just tired? And another guy who's very far right on my page, he was like, "Look, I'm taking down my Facebook." I've offended so many people with my opinion, and I know that I offend people and I'm politically incorrect, but I do it on purpose, all in fun, and kind of like a Trump thing. And you know, By the way, that really, wasn't me. That wasn't you. That was not me. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I've kind of fucked up a lot of my friendships by doing this, so I'm just going to take my Facebook down and walk away now. So I, I think you are seeing people be less tolerant to hate speech and like, hey, I like ice cream. Well, I like cake. Die. Like, you're seeing people, I think, have reached a threshold where they're not down with people treating each other like garbage, even online anymore. Dwayne, you would probably disagree. You'd probably say it's worse than ever. No, I, I mean, I, I think with a 6% approval rating of our media, I think people are catching on, finally, which I don't understand. You know, it, it, daily I see how dumb people truly are when they believe shit that's posted online. But I think people are seeing that the media is trying to divide us. And, and I know a lot of my – I don't like to – I don't think you said I don't have a lot of friends. But the ones I do, even who ones I've met through political sites, are like, you know, I'm tired of all the politics running. I'm tired of the division. I just, I'd rather just see cat pictures. I'd rather just see what you're eating. I come on Facebook to relax, not to get bombarded with, you know, political this or political that. But uh, – you know, just to show how, how I've come along as far as being moderate now, I like cake and ice cream together. Ooh. Just putting that out there. <laughs> He's a you rebel. are a true uniter, Dwayne. Rebel. I try. <laughs> Even with this latest thing, D, with the, um, the Supreme Court nominee, I feel like two years ago, 
everybody on the right would have been like, screw Obama. He doesn't get to pick anybody. Yeah. And now I would say most of the country is like, dude, you guys have to at least listen. You guys have to at least go through the process. I don't feel like that would have happened two years ago. No, I. It, it's frustrating because the ones that are extreme and are really loud are the ones that the media tends to cover first, um, which is why yep. Trump has ten times the coverage than Bernie does. Um, and I think that is a really serious problem we've got going on in our country right now because um, I'm sure you know we all of us here know that the media really does control what we think. Um, they present the information. Well, if they're not presenting all the information, then it's not fair. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think that could have happened a couple of years ago. Definitely not. And you've but seen now this it, with Trump, right? Trump yeah. is an anomaly where he could come out and say, and once again, I'll use this example because this is how programmed people are. Obama comes out two years ago. He says there's no reason a hedge fund manager should be paying less taxes than a secretary. Mm-hmm. Boo! Socialism! You, you're hating the rich. Trump comes out verbatim and says the exact same thing. There's no reason a hedge fund manager should be paying less in taxes than a secretary. What a brilliant businessman. Yes, that's right. And they applaud him. He's saying the exact same thing. And these people who were against Obama saying it two years ago and were like, trickle down economics, let's give the rich all our money so they can like rain down their benevolence on us. You're starting to see them change and go, well, if Trump's saying he even wants to tax himself, then I, I guess we should be taxing the rich a little bit more. They shouldn't be able to loophole themselves down to paying 2% while I'm paying 26%. Right, Dwayne? I mean, how do you explain that dichotomy between those two positions? The way he the way it comes across, the way he presents it, the actual the way it's presented. Obama, excuse me, one second. Sorry, fine. Um, the way Obama comes across, and the way he comes out, he's like, I know better than you. I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do. Let me be clear, you know. And he makes everybody the villain, the the rich guy the villain. Whereas Trump comes across as okay. It may not be fair. We need to look into this. We need to work this out. And, yeah, it's not fair. But the, the rich guy isn't a bad guy. We're not going to punish him. So we're going to ask him in a, in a way. For, fair for enough. Please. Let me throw this at you. Trump is, Trump is pro-Planned Parenthood. He's not for defunding them. And the other day he said if Caitlyn Jenner walked into Trump Tower, she can use any bathroom she wants. I don't care. Why are the hardcore conservatives who hate the LGBT community – I'm not saying they all do. I'm saying the ones that do. Why – and the ones who hate um, – you know, the more religiously ones who hate Planned Parenthood, they think that they're selling body parts out the back door, who hate the LGBT community, why are they okay with Trump saying these things? Because they're saying now that more and more of his liberal side's coming out, and this guy is actually a liberal in wolf's clothing – trying to get in office, and then he's going to shift very left, and that's a concern with a lot of establishment. But these are liberal things he's saying. Tax the rich. No, I don't think they are. I think they're the other L words. Ted Cruz would disagree with you. Well, of course Ted Cruz, but I think Trump is more libertarian. And, and, And I think... Even though you have the evangelical right with their, you know, anti this, anti that, I still think part of them, where they were, when they were first to the right or the conservative, usually with smaller governments, you know, they 
less laws. I think still part of that holds true in the back of their minds that, okay, maybe, you know, I, it's wrong to want to ban this record or ban this or do this. The smaller government is the answer. So I think they're conflicted. Yeah, I want to push my morals on somebody. But by me pushing my morals on somebody, that means the government has to expand. So it's like that's what me and a yeah, lot of people are Yeah, but remember now that banning records and TV shows and porn and all that, now there's a lot of people saying that's always been a liberal position, that it's the liberals who want to ban everything with their political correctness. The liberals want to ban albums. And that's never fucking been true. Never, never. And, and I, I totally disagree. With that. I mean, liberals do want to ban certain things. They want to ban, like, freedom of speech as far as, you know, Trump in chalk, things like that. They want to ban guns. But as far as banning, you know, porn or music, no, that was never a liberal thing. But it goes back to L. Tipper Gore's wife, who was a Democrat, who at the time was considered liberal on very many views, except for her wanting to ban music and swear words. So that's where I think it got convoluted, where Tipper Gore, liberal on most things, ban guns, earth is falling apart, climate change, blah, 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 but let's ban these songs because they're immoral. So she was like just an oxymoron herself, and I think that confused it where people would say, oh, well, it was a liberal idea to, agenda to ban music. No, it was a confused Christian liberal, whatever Tipper Gore wants to be. I don't even know what you'd call Tipper Gore. But, yeah, I think that's where it got confused was by her being a Democrat and left on many things, her wanting to ban music just gave it that liberal notion. But, no, it's always been the evangelical right, the Christian coalition. I remember back in the 80s, the Christian coalition under Reagan wanted to ban Playboys and this and that. And everything. Yeah, it's, it's a, I, that's totally wrong. I just think Kipper Gore is the one who screwed up the labeling. Well, Fern, we talked what? about this the other day, and you said people who are in that Trump camp, they'll give him a lot of slack on issues they oh, yeah. disagree with because they are just so beholden to Trump, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all about any any personal relationship, whether it be who you're going to vote for or friends or family or – it doesn't matter. You have to take – you have to weigh the good and the bad. And if you're committed and you are just that embedded and have that much support for that person, you're just going to turn a blind eye to a lot of the bad because the good is what you're hanging on to. And I think a lot of people are blinded by he's going to build a wall, he's going to bomb the kids of terrorists, and they don't think about the bad. They don't don't look at him as, you know, you would kill any other politician – you would just slay them on air if it was anybody else other than Trump. You would slay them if they were wishy-washy, if they had positions and then changed positions. Like, let's say Ted Cruz or let's say Hillary. Well, you would well, just well, wait, annihilate wait, wait, them. But when it comes to Trump, it's, well, it's about his presentation. Well, you know what? If somebody comes and throws a set of keys in your lap and says, here's your new car, motherfucker, or throws a set of keys in your lap and says, hey, got you a new car, the result's still the same. You have a new car. That car's not going to drive any different. It's not going to perform any different. It's going to be what it is. Presentation let's has nothing be, to do with it. And he is what clear. he is. Cruz, I am almost certain, only has one position, and that's missionary. He's not allowed to do any other type. So I'll just be clear on that. <laughs> so that's how I feel about him. All right, D. I mean, are you in the same camp? Because somebody said it the other day. They said any other person running on the Republican ticket who said, I'm not for defunding Planned Parenthood, Caitlyn Jenner can use any bathroom she wants. Let's take tax and the rich out of it because that's starting to become a broader issue where everybody is starting to think these corporations and billionaires should stop loopholing their way out of pain. I mean, there's a, there's a handful of companies like GE 
And I think, um, well, let me not misquote myself, but I know GE was one of them. There's a lot of huge companies that pay no taxes. In fact, GE, I think, got a refund from the government just for honoring us by doing business here the past few years. Uh, yep. But when it comes to moral and social issues, and you have these very right-leaning, very religious people going, you know, well, again, Trump said this stuff about Planned Parenthood and gay rights or LGBT rights, like this would decimate any other Republicans' campaign, but it, but Trump is untouchable. Why? Uh, because Trump owns enough of the media that it doesn't really matter. The, his whole point, and this is from the beginning, he said he'll say whatever he has to to try to get elected. That's what politicians do, and that's what he'll do. Um, and he doesn't care what he says as long as all eyes are on him. Because guess what? If he has the media's attention, and if he holds the media's attention, then nobody else does. Ah, very nice. All right, let me kick a couple miscellaneous facts here. Shirley Temple, she just passed away in 2014. Did she live to be 100? Fern, did Shirley Temple make it to 100? Good ship lollipop. Oh, wow. She's been around forever. No. She's probably in her 90s. I don't know, but I'm going to say no. Dwayne, Shirley Temple, did she make it to 100? And where's Dwayne? All right, D. Did Shirley oh, Temple make it to 100? I mean myself. No, no. I mean myself. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> D, did Shirley um, Temple think... make it to 100? Shirley Temple was one of my absolute favorites. If I remember correctly, I believe she did. I believe she made it to like 100 or 101. You don't remember correctly. She made it to 85. <laughs> 85? Are you serious? Only 85? Yep. I know. Holy she cow. Was like she was around a lot. But remember, she started acting when she was like eight. So that's probably why. Yeah. Even though she was in yeah. black and white movies, she was eight years old, six years old. Her maybe, lollipop so. was 100, though, D, if that makes you feel any better. Oh. And it's at the <laughs> I didn't want to know what that was. I don't know. I just missed See, I who's got the dirty mind for an I just meant to Beaver, lollipop. Let me tell you a story. I'm not that perverted, for God's sake. Let me tell you an embarrassing story, and I'll leave the person's name out of it, um, just because he's a friend of mine, and I don't want to embarrass him. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate it. Now, this one actually doesn't have. You can't be embarrassed, Dwayne. We went to a bachelor party years ago in Atlantic City. And, of course, got a couple strippers, not prostitute strippers, and they stripped. And one of them stuck a lollipop up themselves. And then my friend, like, sucked on the lollipop. And afterwards, he was so paranoid. He went and got tested and, like, locked himself in a house for, like, three weeks until the test results came back. <laughs> and I, I got a true story. Associate with anybody. But I, just, I always remember that. Whenever anybody says lollipop, I always have that image in my head. One one time I'm gonna I'm gonna admit I I I I I spent twenty dollars for for oral sex and I was so terrified when I got home I think that was my first encounter with a semi badger erotic bleach bath and listerine I literally bathed my genitalia in bleach and listerine for like three days straight because I was so terrified. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a lot of sugar for a chick I though. I mean. 
chicks can't do that. You can't put that kind of sugar in that region because that's that's just bad news. That's a whole pH imbalance that you just don't want to deal with. I mean, antibiotics are bad enough, but you don't want to put anything sugary down there. That's did not good. You guys, did you guys know I was researching um, blood and seminal fluid a while back? I'm not going to say why on air, but I was researching that. And did you know that if a girl has a, uh, a tooth infection or a sinus infection, she can transfer that to the man, and that can cause those symptoms in a man. If a girl has bad teeth, you can actually get a, a tooth infection in your in your private part. Did you know that? That is a no-no moment. Wow. I don't yeah. think we've so ever had too much information on the show, but you've just crossed that line. Well, I just, I was just <laughs> Don't tell it on Dr. Oz, Dwayne. Public service announcement, do not pick up hookers with bad teeth. No, I'm just <laughs> – <laughs> Alrighty, the teddy bear. Has a teddy bear been around more than 100 years? Of course, named after Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, Badger. Badger. You guys all get a guess. All right, I'm saying no because Teddy Roosevelt hasn't. No, 1918, uh, the Spanish American War. No, no. I'm going to say it's like 90 some years, 95 years. Ah, uh, Fern. Uh, I think it, I think it has. It just maybe hasn't always been called a teddy bear. But I mean, shoot, nope. the Winnie the Pooh stories are from oh god, the early 1900s, aren't they, or 1800s, something like that. So I'm gonna yeah, say yeah, a it's a bear. You are you're so prejudiced. Seeing yeah. Why? teddy bears is the same. Yeah, they are. They're all teddy like bears. Even people are teddy bears. Guy. Guy. That's like calling a Jamaican mm-hmm. African American, you racist. Or a That's Korean guy, thing. a Vietnamese guy. Chink. Or saying, oh, you're or Chinese. Chink. Yeah, or saying all Asians are chinks. Yeah, or a goof. Way to go. Well, that is racist. I love getting abused by you guys every Sunday. It's great. It's terrific. I love it. It's fabulous. <laughs> you're going to love it. Steve, <laughs> teddy bear, 100 years old. Uh, Yeah, I think so. I guess, yeah. Okay, um, actually, it is 114 years old. It was invented in 1902. Yeah. And yes, Teddy Roosevelt was around in 19. I think he took office in 98 and ran with the Bull Moose Party like around 19. Mm. And you know how he got his name? He was out bear hunting, shot the mother, found the cub, kept the cub as a pet, and then, you know, he saved the cub, didn't murder the cub, so... The the media went wild and named it the teddy bear after him because he he saved that cub's life even though he murdered his mother and made it an orphan. And they made it a big ado. Is that true or is this like a balderdash moment? No, that's true. That's true. That's true. true. That's how teddy bear goes. Got one more, and then we got Corey from Warrior Soul calling in. Remember, my strength is unknown, irrelevant facts. That's my strength. Perfect. (laughs) And yet, you're not unknown or irrelevant at all, Dwayne. Good call. Thank you. All right, the television. Is the television more than 100 years old? Mm. No. Badger. Badger, we're not playing drunken trivia. Just chime in. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say no, because I remember watching Back to the Future and the big to-do, and the first one was where they got their first black, or they got their first TV, and Marty said he had two. They're like, nobody has two, and that was in 1955. So I'm saying the TV actually came out probably in the late 30s, and that was when she was very, very rich, and the family, Marty's mother's family was only a middle-class family. So no, it's not 100 years old. 
confirmed. Actually, I think this was a uh, drunken trivia question. If I'm not mistaken, I could be mistaken, but I remember Dee asking a question like this either last summer or the summer before, and maybe it was something else when it was invented, but I want to say it was like 1939, so I'm going to say no. All righty. Um, all you yeah. guys are right. The television, the first working TV was developed in 1927, 89 years ago, <laughs> and side note, the first image ever to come across a TV screen was a test pattern with Felix the Cat's face on it. Oh, wow. Interesting. So if anybody Felix ever puts a gun to your cat? head and asks you that, now you know. Wasn't and Felix, no one's happy about it. Wasn't Felix the Cat the porno cat? They used to have like no, that's Fritz. Like cat. Fritz. That's Fritz okay. the Cat. Yeah, the generation today will never know what it's like to see the sign-off on TV, like to have the TV just sign off and go, done. All righty, we've got Corey Clark here from Warrior Soul, one of my favorite bands. I was actually just listening to him yesterday, as a matter of fact. Corey, what's up? How are you guys? You sound lively. Yeah. I just wanted to call in. I wanted to say congratulations on 100 shows. That's not easy to do. Absolutely. And I've got one more trivia question I was actually saving for when you called in, because I know you'll like this, Corey. I'm asking questions that have to do with 100. Here's here's another miscellaneous one we have. Number of wars, skirmishes, police actions, however you want to define it, has America been involved in more than 100 wars? Corey, what do you think? More than 100 wars for the good old USA? Oh, I probably, yeah. I would say for sure. All right, Dwayne. Um, I know. Go ahead, Corey. Uh, sorry. Um, I was just gonna say, if you're gonna cop police actions and stuff like that, I mean, what? It's almost every five years we get into something, so it's yeah. gotta be close. Yeah. Yeah, you're start, talking with the Barbary pirate starting from there, going to yeah. Somalia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to say yeah. yeah. Mind boggling. Um, girls, D, Fern, hundred, hundred. Uh, oh, you're asking more? girls about war questions. They don't know that. That's my cooking question. God <laughs> sake. That's about sandwiches. How many sandwiches can be made in a year? You know, D has a disconnect <laughs> button here, Dwayne. <laughs> yeah. D. Uh, yeah, wars. I think so. Wow, Definitely. We're all agreed. Fern, a hundred wars for the good old USA. Yes, I think we have been involved in 100 wars, and I think Dwayne is due for 100 lashes when he comes to visit for that comment. <laughs> oh, that's right. Dwayne's sleeping at your house. He's going to wake uh-huh. up with sharpie on his forehead. All kinds of bullshit's going to happen to Dwayne now. Uh, uh, I'm well, good. Rope, duct tape, and, and small children, so it's going to be fun. Purple, I'm wearing a purple song today in honor of Prince, and I will bring that with me, Fern, and wear when I'm sleeping oh on your couch. This is going to be great with for my, my diet. With my see-through net shirt and my big, large, erect nipples. I'm coming, Laverne. I'm coming. <laughs> oh, man. I just lost uh, my appetite for the next two weeks. Let me mm-hmm. back to you guys. Um, 222 out of the last 239 Holy. years of wow. America's existence, we've been at war. 134 wars. And I guess no one's Military surprised. industrial complex, right? baby. Got to keep the beast fed. Yep, even Eisenhower sure. warned us about it, and he was a Republican, and we didn't listen to him. Nope. All righty. Corey, I wanted to ask Corey. you something. We've hit a milestone, yeah. 100 episodes. Um, we're getting ready to break away and just really go for this career-wise because we've hit this point, and it got me thinking about your career. Um, when yeah. did you hit a point where you're like, dude, this is working. I'm going to be doing music and art 
as a career forever. I'm never going to have to go sit in a fucking cubicle. Or did that thought ever cross your mind? Or did you have a milestone moment where you're like, this is it. This is me doing this forever. Well, I guess the milestone would be me being picked up for a multi-album deal with Gavin Records. That kind of, that kind of said it right there, didn't it? Um, but uh, that was my milestone moment. But, you know, once you do... I like doing 100 shows a year, and I like, you know... You know, I like milestones like that because it means everything's going cool. Nice. And you guys are still rocking and rolling everywhere, man. How's the fan base changed? I mean, are you seeing younger people still come out, or is it just the same old faces when you travel around? How's that working? Well, we we get new fans and do new we do new records, and uh, the paintings are doing quite well. So I've gotten you know a continuous you see new people all the time. And not everybody goes to the show that's your fan. So you see different people different times if you're hitting the same cities in the same year, you know. So it's cool. It's a, it, the audience is diverse. Sometimes it's younger. Sometimes it's older. Um, sometimes it's more girls and less guys and, and wow. vice versa. But, it, you know, it just kind of it goes back and forth. You, you never know what you're going to run into. Some nights you think it's going to be a great night. It's just like it's not as there as you want it to be. And other nights you're like, this is never going to work, and it's, it's just the greatest night ever. So I give up. I don't even care anymore. I just go in and do my <laughs> we work. We feel your pain. And, uh, it's your ass. Yes, I know. Yes, you probably do. The way, yeah, I mean, how many talks have we had where we'll have, like, Jamie Farr on, and 10 people will listen, and then we'll do, like, a bullshit show about nothing, and thousands of people will download it. Like, there's just no gauginess, is there? The way, and you mute it again? Did we lose? Hold on. Yeah, my, my, my iPhone shut the screen off like for some idiot reason whenever I'm on a call and I hit mute. And I, mm. Yeah, it is hit or miss. I mean, it, it, it amazes me. And it's just, I mean, I, I still have yet. And I think the reason Archer, like rock fans, things like any band, you can pretty much gauge your, your fan base and what they're going to like and what they're not going to like. But a political show, I think, is tougher because. The way we've mentioned, political wins change on a daily, weekly basis. One day it's a liberal cause, next week it's a conservative cause. So, I mean, I'm not putting a rock band down in any sense of a way. I mean, to do what those guys, you guys do, Corey, is amazing. But I think to gauge a political audience is a little bit tougher than yeah. gauging somebody who likes your music. I, I just think it's just, or likes you as a band. I just think uh, that's I, why it's I, tougher. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. I, I'd have to agree with that. Uh, because you know, like you said, it is going from one one extreme to the other in a way. But uh, you know, it's the only way I can really explain it in this context. So, I, I mean, now if you guys start playing Britney Spears, the best of Britney Spears next week, I'm sure you're going to lose a lot. <laughs> but you're not. So I mean, you can let know that what, your formula is going to work with your fan base, regardless. So. That's true. <laughs> that is really true. And if I by the way, that, Corey, it different. Maybe I I've got one of your paintings hanging down in, um, downstairs in our rec room, too, and it's freaking awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, oh, oh, I've, I've oh, got a few. Yeah, I've got some openings and stuff I'm doing in the next month or so. So hopefully people will get some Corey, more. Corey, I resent you a friend request. My old um, Facebook profile got deleted. Facebook said I was promoting a commercial product and just deleted me for no reason. So you get a friend oh request from Dwayne Badger. That's me. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's hey, crazy. No worries. No, uh, Facebook has been doing some weird stuff lately. 
Uh, yeah, it's very been, weird. It's been eliminating friends, and uh, it's been changing, you know, not letting messages go through. And uh, it's just a, it's a rough program to uh, work with for business because it's just – For like a week, I was putting pictures of my – of my own personal pet leopard geckos in my fish tanks, and I guess they thought for some reason I was promoting a pet store. I don't know. I mean, I think <laughs> these are my own animals. <laughs> You're gone. Bye. Yeah, I think Zuckerberg's having a lot of problems with his employees because I know there's a bunch of employees that were going and scrubbing out pro-Trump posts on people's profiles, and Zuckerberg told him to cut the shit. And I think they're getting a lot of conflict with like people who are looking to Facebook posts on the back end and going, I don't like this or I want more of this, and they're kind of playing God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's that could be what's going on, or it's just total incompetence. Who knows? But yeah, it's probably know, total it's, incompetence. It's been acting really strange. It really has been. Alrighty, let's hit this up because we're going to do some more 100 trivia. Corey, I was waiting for you to call in to hit this. These are one-hit wonder bands, and what I want to know is, did they have more than 100 songs? Have they made more than 100 studio releases? This isn't counting bootlegs or anything like that. Okay. Alrighty, uh, let's start with Marcy's Playground. Section Candy here. That was a big hit, but did they have 100 songs? I say no. No, wait a minute, are we... Wait a minute, are we talking like jingles too? Are we talking like if they do like uh, soundtracks and jingles and stuff like that too? Because that could be just a hundred in their catalog. If you go to Marcy Playground's catalog, <laughs> okay. do they have a hundred songs? Okay. Yes or no? Okay, I'm gonna say no. Corey said no. I say no. Fern and D. I say no. Yeah, we got Rachelle no. on the line, so let's get through these real quick. D. Uh, no. You guys are right. Ninety-two. D, I'll let you start yeah. with this one because this is one of your favorites. Four non-blondes, 25 years Ooh. of my life is still. Did those guys, mm-hmm. those gals, hit uh, the magic 100 songs? Mm-hmm. No. I don't think so. Corey, mm-hmm. what do you think? Four non-blondes. Do you think they made it to 100 think... songs? Uh, yeah, I think they did. Dwayne Fern, 100 songs for four non-blondes? I'll, I'll go last again. I'm being gentlemanly today. Uh, you know, I'm still tripped out that Marcy's Playground did 92, but I would definitely, I would say no. I, You know, I, I don't think so. I'm going to say yes with Corey. I'm going to say yes with Corey. Unbelievably, and I'll get Rachelle in here too so she can play, four non-blondes only had 40 songs in her catalog. Is that not amazing? Really? Yeah. Rachelle, what is going on? Hi. What is up, my friend? What's wrong with you? Doing good. Hey, I want to ask you. Wow, you sound chipper and perky. Oh, wow, I like this call. (laughs) (laughs) She's always a ray of sunshine, man. Whenever I see her on Facebook. You are are not my favorite sexy voice today, just just, just, just for today, but I think (laughs) Michelle is taking my favorite sexy voice today. I'm okay with being downgraded. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Usually my voice sounds shrill and awful, so I'm so excited. I like nice. you sound young and fresh and, and perky. Uh-huh. Like now you're just sounding creepy, Dwayne. Let's try yeah, to shift yeah, gears. Yeah, yeah, come off. <laughs> that did come off kind of weird. Hey, um, Rachel, what happened? You were on season three of King of the Nerds, and we that's one of the reality shows I actually watched, if you can even call it that. I consider it a competition show. But there's no King of the Nerds <laughs> 4? Or King of the Nerds. Yeah, King of the Nerds 4. What's going on with uh, King of the Nerds? 
Do you know anything? Unfortunately, yeah, TBS completely revamped, and they decided that they didn't want it, but they revamped in the shows that they're putting on. I don't know if you guys have paid attention, but they're kind of awful. Um, so we're mm-hmm. hoping that we'll get picked up by somebody else. However, they do have King of the Nerds UK, so the UK is that. carrying it on for us. <laughs> and nice. you can watch it on YouTube. So. Any chance they're going to fly you out there like they always bring back the nerds from oh, other God. seasons? Anything I like wish, that? In but we've already future? met. I wish, but we've already met some of the UK nerds at conventions, so that's been cool. They've came out here. Um, but so far, no, since they're separate producers and separate everything, um, no word on us getting to go out there. Uh, and this just right. into Ignorance Equation Newsroom. Rich, Rochelle will never work for TBS again after discing their new lineup. <laughs> <laughs> and we just lost Corey. Won't catch me on TBS anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dee, if you can reach back out to Corey, we just lost him. Let's jump yeah, back on this game. Uh, okay, Rochelle, we are doing a lot of 100 trivia today. Want to know if these one-hit band, one-hit wonder bands had more than 100 songs in their um, catalog? You got okay. the rules? All right, let's do it yep. here. Four Non Blondes only had 40 songs. I think everyone's surprised by that. Let's hit mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy tried his hand at a music career. Ray Shell, My girl likes to party all the time, party all the time, party all the time. I love that song. You're I not doing anything for Murphy's career, trust me. Ray Shell, <laughs> did he have a hundred and, uh, over 100 songs? Did that guy make over 100 songs? Um, I'm gonna say no, but I feel like I don't know. He's made a lot of silly stuff, so but I'm gonna say no. All right, Dwayne Fern, hundred songs, hundred plus songs. Oh, I think he did. i um, you know, my favorite one was Boogie in the Butt. I don't know if anybody ever remembers that <laughs> it's song. Boogie but... in the Butt. That's right. Boogie that's right. Yes, yeah, so he did a lot of <laughs> off the wall stuff. So I think he did. Why is Boogie yeah, in the Rick... Butt not a hit? That's a great name for a song. And Rick James was a big supporter of Eddie Murphy, and Rick James produced a lot. I, I'm I'm sure, yeah. I, again, I just watched I Love the 80s last night, and Party All the Time was on there, and they were dissing it, which really pissed me off. Yeah, I, I think he had over 100. 103. You guys are all correct. Oh, nice. All righty. Um, B-52. Love, Shyock, baby, love. Woo. Um, over 100 songs for the B-52s. Rock Lobster. Did Fred Snyder pull it off? Over 100 songs. Rachel? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I only know if one album is the one with Rock Lobster on it, so I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say no again, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Fern? Did Snyder Actually, the I think they... I think they did, because I, I mean, they do a lot of silly stuff, too. I think they... And they've got a cult following, so I think they just yeah. put stuff, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I think they just put stuff, crazy stuff out there. I think they are well over 100. Uh, yeah, Dwayne, they've, been a long time. they've been around a long time, too, so I'm going to say yes. Yep, you guys are all correct, 145. All righty, let's go with, you ready for a throwback here? Put your shirts on oh, backwards wait, and get ready for some crisscross. The B-52s are not a throwback, but crisscross from the 90s are? Hold on now. Come on, bitch. Crisscross is a throwback because they, I mean, they are a true one-hit wonder. Nobody ever heard of those kids until that or afterwards. Did crisscross jump, jump the Mac Daddy? Did the Mac Daddy make you jump 100 times? Um, Rachel, did they have 100 songs or not? (laughs) I don't know. 
no, but no, House I'm of Pain did. Two. I'm zero for two right now, so uh, I'm going to say no again. Because again, I only know Chump Chump, but probably be wrong. I don't know. Let's see. Fern. You know, in all fairness, Rachel, all these songs, all these bands, really by all rights, probably shouldn't have made a hundred songs. I think they're probably more in the four non blondes category of being around in the forties, though. I want to say no. I'm going to say yes. Wasn't one of their dads a famous rapper or something, and that's how they got or knew somebody or family? So I'm going to say yeah. They probably put out a hundred rap. Dwayne, you are dead wrong. D, whenever you're back, you can chime in too. But um, they only did uh, two songs. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I was gonna say I don't, I don't think they would have because I actually have the entire album uh, that had Jump Jump, um, and no, just just no. <laughs> All right, Dwayne, I'm gonna start with you on this one because it seems to be right in your wheelhouse, sir. Mix a lot. I like big butts, and he cannot lie. Did he have over a hundred yeah. songs? I think he had what, he had four platinum albums. Put them on the glass. Was one of my favorites. Um, I'm gonna say yes. Alrighty, Rachel, Sir Mix a lot. Um, I know every word to that song. I love that song a lot, but I don't know anything else by him. Uh, so I'm just gonna say yes because I keep saying no. So I want a yes. My Rosa. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I, for anyone that missed it, Chris Cross had 62 songs. I'm not sure if I said Thank that or you. not. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I think that. Yeah, I think crisscross. Uh, not crisscross. Bar. What are we on? Sir Mix-a-Lot now? Yeah, Sir, Sir Mix-a-Lot. Yeah, I think that's over a hundred. Alrighty, yeah. fair enough. Um, he actually had 121. Sweet. Now here's yeah, one that made a lot of me produced too for others. He he produced a lot of stuff for others. So I guess that would be in his catalog too. Yeah, he's he, he's in Seattle. He's a big guy in Seattle. He still is. Nice. All right. Um, here's one that seems pretty easy. Vanilla Ice. Rachel, Ice Ice Baby. I know he's got some reality show now where he goes and inspects homes or some crazy shit. But did yeah. he make 100 songs, 100 horrible raps? <laughs> I'm going to say no just because I know about his career and whatnot. And this has to be my last question. I'm so sorry because I've reached my destination. However, I want to say happy 100 before I go. And, um, and I'm excited to hear this answer, but I'm going to say no. All righty, Fern, 100 songs. No. Dwayne and Dee. No. Yes, because he, you guys forget, he went into hard rock after he did Ice Ice Baby, <laughs> and Suge Knight shook him down and stole all his music. So, yes, he did. You are I correct, forget. sir. I think we pushed it out of our brains. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. traumatic pushing experience. Out, wait, a minute, wait a minute, vanilla ice and pushing out in the same sentence. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> Drum roll, please. 168 songs. Rachel, thank you oh, for calling gosh. in today to wish us a happy 100. Always great to hear from you. Thank you so yes, much for having me, you. guys. Congrats. Bye-bye. You want to tell everybody where they can find you before you go? Well, she, we dropped her. All righty, fair enough. We got two more here. Um, President of the United States. Remember those guys? She's a lump, she's a lump, it's in my head. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Did those guys do 100 songs? <sighs> they're, they're a cult following, too, but I don't think they did put out that many albums. I, I, I'm going to say no, but probably not by much. I'm going to say yes on a local level. What do you mean on a local level? 
No, they didn't have like nationwide albums, but they probably pressed CDs and handed them out at concerts, things like that. Like first, they have a cult following, but I don't think you know they got picked up by a major record. Probably their own little thing, given you know their little venues and stuff. All righty, I'm president of the United States, seventy six songs. I was wrong. And finally, <laughs> da 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 da. Da 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 da. You're the final countdown. countdown. Did they finally count down? Yeah. Did they count down more than a hundred times? Dwayne. I'm gonna say yeah because even though they only had like two hits here, Carrie and Final Countdown. Oh, you forgot Rock the Night. Rock now, Rock the Night. Like I said, like like I said, two hits here in the United States. Just be quiet. I don't. I wouldn't count that as a hit, but uh, I would say in Europe, yeah, they probably had a big following, especially in uh, Fjordland or wherever they're from. Yeah, yeah, in Europe. Well, Fjordland, where are they? Are they from Sweden or Nivansk or some shit? I don't know where the hell they're from. Yeah, but yeah, I think they have a big country. All right, yeah. uh, Fern, what do you think? Yeah, I think less. I think they're more in the uh, presence of the United States of America category. I don't think they did over a hundred. Nice. See, I think uh, they would have had more. I think they had more. I'll go with okay, so Fern, you said less. D, you said more. Um, D, mm-hmm. Dwayne, you guys are correct. 184 songs. Ooh, Is that Jerry. Wow. Really? Yeah, and those guys are still touring around. Yeah, I know that, but I didn't think 184 songs. I thought they played their two, and then they played the record of the Village People to finish the rest of the concert. Huh? How did they get 184 and Four Don Blondes only had 40? That just does not make sense in my brain. Well, for one thing, Europe came out in what, 1912? I mean, those guys have been around. <laughs> they've been around since the early 80s. I mean, they've been around 30 years. And here's the crazy thing. I've been putting together a, a playlist. I've got actually two MP3 players that hold about 300 songs apiece. And I've been going and getting a bunch of old metal. And I've been looking for their albums specifically so I could go, okay, let me um, put this on Soul Seek for this album. And when you go to these guys' uh, wiki pages and see their discography of how many albums they have, a lot of these bands, like the Scorpions, are still touring, but they haven't put an album out yeah. in 20 years. How yeah. in the hell do you still tour on the same three or four albums from the 80s for 20 years? They, I don't understand. They were major fucking hits, and it goes back to what I always say, that nothing good has been written past 1991. But that being said, the bigger news is here, Nick has an MP3 player. I thought for sure you would only have eight tracks, being that your phone is from 1812. I think yours is the original <laughs> Thomas Edison Nicholas Tesla phone. I, I just assumed that you wouldn't even have an MP3 player. <laughs> no, I'm mean, no, no, not on everything else, and it's like my dad. Yeah. My dad has, is so, like, old school. Like, he'll give me this garbage, and one time he gave me a GPS because I was working at Title Max, and I had to run a lot of um, repo letters. And hand them out. They're almost like subpoena, like they're a process server. And he gave me a GPS that was so freaking old. It would tell you when you were going into fucking Indian territory. That's how old it was. It had you on and Lewis and Clark trails on there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I needed a fucking sexton to use it. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> but no, 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 yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, I've used MP3 players for did he come up with a blow-up sack of Julia doll so she could point you in the right direction? No, I had one of those, but that's a totally unrelated story. Oh, Dude, is this surprising to you? Huh? 
See, is that surprising to you that these bands are still touring on these albums that they made <sighs> 20, 30 years ago? Not really, because when you get, especially an older band, you've got, I don't know, you've got like those fans, like, you know, the Stones have been touring for 500 years and people still go see them and like ZZ Top and ACDC and you've got all these classic bands that go around. But interestingly enough with Europe, um, I'm I'm starting to see them more and more make the high school circuit. And by that, I mean, uh, like our kids, our older kids are in marching band and they actually play Final Countdown in marching band this year. And not only do they play it, but some of the schools that they, that the schools play against actually played it too. And it was really weird because they had a, at least once that I went to a game and, like, they'd play Final Countdown and the other team would play it, like, try to outplay them on freaking Final Countdown. I'm like, are you kidding me here? Like, it's, it's, it's kind of trippy. Definitely. Uh, wow. Yeah. No, uh, yeah it, it, See, I'm stuck I, in the 80s. I, I can listen to older Scorpions, ACDC forever. Uh, I just, damn, that's so much 80s. I think I, I kind of go, but I'm a little younger than you are, too, so I kind of go to the 90s. And I'm like, yeah. I have a whole Spotify playlist. It, actually, Spotify is really good. It has, um, it has different playlists for like the 80s, the 90s, the thousands, and you know, all that stuff. So I'll go on our, there our friend, every few days. And yeah. our friend Xander asked a question on his Facebook, you know, what guitar riff just makes you get up and want to move and blah blah blah. And I, I put uh, uh, Karma Chameleon from the Culture Club. That intro, that there, oh there, yeah, there, there, there. and then the harmonica kicks in, and people laugh at me. But if you really think about, it, I mean, that music then they played instruments. They didn't use auto tune. Mm-hmm. They wrote their music. It wasn't written by a bunch of old guys. Not until Millie Vanilli did the lip syncing and the and a bunch of old background singers actually making music. They just get the faces. Boy George was Boy George, but he played. Prince played. Prince played 27 instruments. I mean, that's why me, I'm just an 80s guy. It started with the Millie Vanilli in the late 89, the 90s and stuff, and all the controversy. And I just, yeah, I just, I was just stuck in it, I, regardless. Hair band, from hair band to, to culture club to whatever. I, 80s is for me. I, I just love it. Nice. I'm just the okay. 80s band. We've only got 15 minutes till John Lear calls in. And speaking of one of our favorite guests ever, I wanted to kind of talk for the next 15 minutes about you guys' favorite moments on the show. I know one of my favorite moments is when Dwayne had a complete meltdown on the air with Jimmy Dore and went insane on him and hung up. That's always going to be a classic to me. And Jimmy, believe it or not, has been nice enough to call back and be very cordial with you the next time. You know, he called back, so Jimmy's been nothing but a fucking gentleman, considering that he him. came on a and show I'm... and got flipped out on. Yep, and I was him, and I appreciate I, I Hey, just like you always said to me, how do I come into the lion's den? I mean, I'm not saying I'm a lion's den, but, you know, he faced the Badger's wrath, and, and you know what? I have mad respect for him. He came back in, and, like, nothing happened, and, you know, we had a, a good conversation, and I, I respect him for that. There's a couple other guests that... uh I got tangled with and who won't even friend me on Facebook and just went total a-hole. So, yeah, I respect on that. Truly do. Truly do. Fern, you're the newbie just to be down with the millennials and use that like jargon. You know what? That is a a politically incorrect term in the military now. You cannot call anybody who comes into, like, 
extended training in the Army, the Air Force, newbie. Now that is considered derogatory, and if you get caught saying that, you can actually get punished. So you're on timeout, Nick. Give me twenty. Okay. Give me twenty, pal. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, as a drinking game when we meet up this summer. Fern, awesome. what is your what's some of your favorite moments on the show and some of your favorite guests? I mean, we all love all the guests, obviously we have on, but everybody is partial and connects, you know, with one person or another more. No, no just let me say, Fern, you, you, you can, I understand. I know inside you want to say just badger, 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 but you can go ahead and share somebody else. One of your, besides me, uh, actually, college. my favorite guest was William Sanderson. I mean, you guys all know how much in love with him I am, and he's just—and I don't mean in love like in a stocky way. I just think he's a great person. Oh, and he's by an the awesome way, awesome human being. Let me interject real yes. quick. I know we promoted that William was going to be on the show this episode. He sends his regards. Something came up. He had a, another engagement come up that he couldn't turn down. So that's why William's not on today. But he'll be back this summer. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's definitely my favorite. He's one of the coolest, most down-to-earth, humble people you would ever meet who has an IMDb a mile long, and he's just phenomenal. And that's, you know, that's definitely my my favorite, and I've loved everybody that we've talked to. But my favorite ignorance equation has to be the very first show I ever did. And, you know, it was it was really hard. I mean, I was nervous. I'm one of those people that if you call to win a contest on a radio station, I'm nervous dialing the phone. So this has definitely been a big challenge for me to get over my fears and my trepidation but I actually got into get got to get into an argument with Dwayne on that episode before I ever became friends with him so that was that was a lot of fun I got to give Dwayne shit my very first episode and now I know that that's just normal so it's awesome (laughs) nice D three years 100 episodes almost 250 episodes I know you're not on the music show that much but you've done I think 75 episodes of trivia what is across the board? What has been some of your favorite experiences since we? Just um, think, I went on Claire's podcast, Four Directions, three years ago. It was the summer of mm-hmm. 2013, and I was like, "Wow, this!" And I talked with her and Ifo actually, and I was like, "Wow, this is pretty cool. How are you doing this?" Because it just seems so foreign. I didn't even know what a podcast was. I was doing. We were doing a podcast, and I still didn't know what a podcast was. I just mm-hmm. called this an online radio show. And here we are three years later, and we've come so far. It's mind-boggling when you sit back and think about it. What have been some of your favorite experiences? Um, And, you know, I think uh, I, I kind of think I have an unfair advantage over um, anybody else, I guess, but you um, on this because I, I've been there every Can single I guess one. What I've been there. Are? Can I take a Absolutely. guess of what your favorite I would say yep. Steve Moriarty from the Gets on Musical Osmosis. Yes. It's there. Definitely Steve Moriarty, um, because not just because the, the story of the Gets is so, so special, but he really shared with us that part of his life that really defined him, and that was, that was such a huge deal. Um, I mean, he really, he really let us in and, and showed us, what life was for him then and why it was such a big deal and who the gets where they were. And it was, I mean, it was almost like being there. So it was really beautiful. And then, um, of course I love John to pieces. He's so much fun in every way. And he continues to be awesome. And then, um, I loved having Caleb on, um, probably partly because we actually got to meet him and hang out with him. And he's so, so sweet. Um, and then, uh, Definitely Jamie Farr. 
he he kind of did the same thing. He let us in. He let us see kind of a part of Hollywood that most people don't um, and really painted that picture for us of, you know, this is, this is what it was like and this is what happened behind the scenes and this was every day and this is why it was special. And, and I just, I love having people on that really kind of give us a piece of who they are and let us keep it. And, um, and that's, I just love that about the show. You know, sometimes you have those moments that are just really beautiful. Wow. Nicely stated. Dwayne, does it mean more to you when we mix Yes, absolutely. Dwayne, does it mean more to you when we mix it up with um, a Jamie Farr or a William Sanderson, somebody who you were really familiar with before we ever even started doing this? Or does it mean just as much when we talk to a John Lear and we find out, wow, here's somebody who's so successful in the entertainment industry and they are just such an awesome dude. And they were all awesome dudes, but... Does it mean more when you're like talking to Jamie Farr and it's like, wow, this is a guy I grew up watching every week on MASH? Or is it just all the same to you because you don't even really recognize those kind of distinctions? It's really hard to answer this one because you know me and, and my kind of dislike for the celebrity element. But, you know, Jamie Farr, John Lear, William Sanderson have, have all restored my faith in the Hollywood structure and, and stars. And um, they, 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 they show that they are human and they do care about the little guys. Are they a minority? Don't forget Sean Whalen last week, too. Sean Whalen, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, yeah, he's he's yes. And, 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 you know, do I still think they're the minority? I hate to be, again, a negative melody. Yes, I think they are the minority of the nice guys or girls in Hollywood. Um, but they, they do open my eyes that, yeah, these people can be down to earth and can be – you know, help the little guy and give back, you know, if they got a chance. And, and I truly appreciate that. I mean, I truly, truly do. But, you know, I, I like talking to our reg- – first of all, I want to say my favorite parts are whenever we get a Trump supporter calling in. I appreciate them more than anybody <laughs> else. And I, I, I am just as happy talking to uh, a Joe or a, a, a Michelle from Waukegan as I am talking to a Jamie Farr or a John Lear, because those are the people who I know are actual supporting the show and giving us our listens and our likes and supporting us to have the John Lears and the Jamie Farrs on. So I think our fans, to me, are just important when they call in as one of our guests. Fern, what do you get more satisfaction out of? Speaking with somebody, say, like a John Fetterman or, or an Eleanor Goldfield, who we're talking, like somebody who's really an activist and we're talking to about politics, or do you enjoy it more when we talk to somebody like a William Sanderson and just kind of kick it about non-political issues? Oh, God, that's a really tough question. And, you know, I've always been a people person. I've always loved to talk to different people from different walks of life, from different political spectrums, from different religious spectrums or lack thereof. I mean, I've always just been fascinated by people in general. So it's really hard to choose one over the other. Um, I think I put a lot more... Uh, educating myself as far as politics and, you know, social issues and what we're doing on the ignorance equation because that's a a two-hour block. And, you know, I really want to get good information and good dialogue. And so that's really the meat of it for me. But I do sit back sometimes and say, wow, 
I just talked to John Lear. I just talked to William Sanderson. You know, and this is, I feel so very blessed and thankful, you know, that I'm able to not only do this, but do this with such good friends and have people enjoy it and, you know, bring happiness. So I, I just love it all. I can't really choose one over the other. Well, and it's weird to me. Here's what's weird is how disconnected the people that I'm close with in my life. I mean, I've got people, I've got family, family that I'm close to. And I'm like, hey, did you check out one of your favorite bands was on my show? Did you check it out? No. Have you ever checked out one of my shows? No. Have you ever read an article I wrote? No. I had a good friend of mine, someone I've been friends with for 30 years almost, call me the other day, left a message. I listened to the voicemail, and she's like, um, Nick, what's up? And I mean, I haven't talked to her in a while, but we are good friends. We go way back. I hang out with her every year when we go back east. And she said, hey, I got a question for you. I have a couple friends. One's a big Trump supporter. Um, one's on the other side is a big Bernie supporter. They, they argue all the time on my feed, and they'd like to call into your show. But I didn't know if you guys ever talk about politics. Do you ever talk about politics on your show? Because if so, I think these guys would want to come on. And this is somebody I've known 30 years, I still have a relationship with. Let me go to Dwayne first. Is this, one, am I, am, am I, is it appropriate for me to have kind of a irked feeling about this? Like, how the fuck could you not know I talk about politics? I never shut up about politics. And two, is this <laughs> shocking to you that somebody I've known my whole life who's on my Facebook, who I still communicate with, doesn't know that we ever talk about politics? First of all, yes, you, you should feel irked. Um, but it's not surprising. I mean, there's things, me and Barbara were together for 14 years, married for 13, and there's still things, she's like, oh, I didn't know that about you. But meanwhile, this is stuff I do or say every day. And I'm not saying that to put Barb down, but I just think people in general anymore do have very small attention spans. They're only focused on the here and now, and if it doesn't affect them on a day-to-day smack-them-in-the-face basis, I think they just kind of, not that they're being rude or ignorant, I just think they try to block it out. I think with all the information, everything we have coming at us from our phones, from our computers, from our TVs, from our cars now, I I think people just filter shit out and just try not to pay attention but wouldn't you be shocked if somebody like let's say let's say somebody you talk to on a semi regular basis that you're cordial to online and someone you've been friends with and then you put a picture up and they write back and they go, Hey, I didn't know you were a gun owner. Like wouldn't that just floor you? Like you you like oh, guns? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it it does and it does. And I just want to say real quick, I, I'm just glad that I haven't mentioned anything about hearing Fern P online because I see her parents are listening and I'm just glad we didn't talk about any of that. You were a gentleman for not bringing that up. Fern, I appreciate thank you. That. I try, I'm trying. <laughs> so I get this phone call. I call back. We have a talk. And then I immediately call you. And I go, I, I, I don't know where my asshole line is because I can be an asshole like anybody else. Should I no. identify this? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're, you're, that's like saying I am not a gentleman at all times. Come on now, Nick. Yeah, that's Badger's trophy, the asshole. But you know me. Okay. But the point I'm trying to make is, you know, I'm always trying to quantify things. Like you always say, that line of demarcation. Am I, and I'm like, you know, does it make me an asshole? That this kind of irks me? Like, how could you not no. know that I talk about I, We no. got your opinion, Dwayne. Let's move to Fern's opinion. I mean, same question that I asked. One, I mean, you busted out laughing when I said that. You were like, what? I did. Yeah. 
I totally did. That that was crazy. You start, you were telling me the story, and when you when you said that part, I don't know if you talk about politics or not. I literally like started laughing. Is that is so ridiculous? But like Maybe I said, you know, if this is someone who doesn't interact with you very often. You may not pop up on her feed. Obviously, her she feels that she's a good friend of yours, and she feels comfortable enough to call you and say, "Hey, got these people. You know, they'd love to come on the show if you talk about politics on the show." And to her, that friendship is, you know, that that's very meaningful. To you, you're like, dude, you're my friend. You should know what's going on in my life. I post IE stuff all the time. I post political all the time. I'm writing for a site. I'm posting articles all the time. How do you not know this? It doesn't make you an asshole because it irks you, but I would say don't hold it against her. Oh, I'm not holding it. Could she have been trolling you, just fucking with you, Nick? Could she just been doing that? No, that's not. Sarcasm? That's not in her personality to do that. She honestly, and if you listen to the message, which was quite a long message, like, you know, a good seven or eight minute message, she was really trying to get some information of, like, would you be open to talking about politics on your show? And I'm sitting here listening to (laughs) it. My face is just like, what? What? What is? What is? What universe am I living in? Okay, John is on the phone. Let's get John in here. John, what is up? Not much. How are you doing? Good. We were just all singing your praises, talking about our favorite moments on the show the past hundred episodes. And as one of our favorite people, Ooh. you kept coming up. You never really. Asked me mine, and I, you never asked me mine, and I had. I wanted to say my. And this is before John came on. I absolutely my did. Part. No, you asked me to say. I, it went off topic. The answer went off topic. I never got to say my favorite episode. That would have been doing the improv with John Lear in the character as. Um, uh, quick draw. I, I just absolutely love that. Doing back and forth in the band. That was my favorite episode of all. Uh, I'm honored. Do I get a, a trophy or a ribbon or a plaque or any anything I along those lines? I can put an emoticon on your Facebook. Would that mean anything? Okay, to you? good. <laughs> John, let me ask you something, because this just happened to me, I think, yesterday or the day before. And as somebody who's very successful in entertainment... Um, and I think I asked you this actually the first time you're on the air, but let me kind of retread this here. So I had a friend of mine okay. call yesterday. I've been friends with 30 years. She's on my Facebook. Um, we still have a relationship. I see her every summer when I go back home. And she leaves me a message. I was in the bathroom. I checked the message. And it's like, hey, Nick, I've got um, a couple friends on my Facebook. One's a big Trump supporter. One's a big Bernie supporter. They're always arguing. And I and I had mentioned that you had a podcast and they say, well, they'd love to come on. But I didn't know if you ever talk about politics. Um, do you <laughs> talk about politics on your show? And it really kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like if you yes. if you had a family member or somebody that you still had contact with, and they're like, John, would you happen to be in the improv or comedy? Like would that <laughs> piss you off? Or is that just like yeah. you just have to roll with it? Well, you know what's funny is um, Nancy, my partner, we we oftentimes get people who want to come pick our brain about, like, they have a pitch and they want to know, like, any advice or, you know, what, what not to do or what's worked and everything. And they'll come and meet with us and not know our – and it becomes really apparent that they haven't watched any of our shows. <laughs> Wow. So we're sort of like, wow, hi, yeah, you want help based on what? You just, you know, you haven't you haven't seen anything we've done, but you want our help. Uh, it's kind of the sort of the different side of the same coin. 
Yeah, it's speaking annoying, which, isn't Sean, it? Speaking of which, Sean, I did send you last night at 540 in the morning a dream that I had. And, and this is Nick's fault. So if you want to me, I understand. Because it does sound kind of insane. But I get dreams that people say they could be like good movies or books. And I sent you like what could be like a movie just just to see if you could direct me in an area. I'm not asking you to put any time into it. But just if you say, hey, look, send this to such and such. I think it's a good horror idea that has not been done before. So I sent you that message just, just out there so you can look at it. Does it involve you in the bleach bath, Dwayne? No, it's no, no bleach bath. <laughs> the bleach bath is a million-dollar idea. We all know that. Yes. Yes. Uh, right now, the bleach bath, as you know, I am a uh, silent partner in the bleach bath, bath yes. franchise, which has taken hold in Japan. It's yes. out of control. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I it, bet it is. When Dwayne goes to Japan, it's like he's like a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need but to get Dwayne to now, Japan for many reasons. When throw the raw fish at me that, that they're still intact, is that a good sign or no? I know sushi's big over there, but I, I'm not talking whole fish. I'm not even talking chopped up. I'm talking like poisonous puffer fish and lionfish. Is that a good sign or a bad sign? <laughs> yeah, well, isn't... Isn't it always bad after a um, a nuclear reactor melts that in terms of the raw fish? I mean, I would think that would be problematic. Well, bleach does counteract nuclear radiation, just so you know. That's if true. If anything That's bleach true. can't do, bleach bath, we love you. You can do anything. If you can dream it, it can do it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right, we it got can certainly cover up a murder scene. It can cover up any yeah. DNA at a murder scene. We know that. That's it how the way makes us live. He's a secret cleaner on the side. We just don't know it. <laughs> exactly. Cleaner for it the mom. My it's even helped my erectile dysfunction. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, I'm just, we're, since we're sharing all our personal private issues, it's even helped yeah, me. You can help mine by speaking about that to me. I don't want to hear it. I know for a fact it, it doesn't help with impotence. Uh, that unfortunately, I can report that back. But, but that's why I have the poster of you, John, above my bleach bath, and I'm no longer impotent. <laughs> Such a dark turn. Well, Nick, no. I would not help your I would not help your relative. That's for damn sure. Screw that. All right, fair enough. Let me ask you to. Show I mean, they got they got to watch the show to get help. Right, right. I mean, well, listen I to the to... show. That was so crazy to me. I mean, that's such a fundamental part of who I am. Just, I mean, everything I post, I don't know. I just wanted to run that by you because I, I imagine it has to be frustrating when you get dragged down that rabbit hole. Like you said, if somebody comes in and goes, oh, yeah, guys, I love that show you do. What's it called? Fast Gun? Yeah, Fast Gun is a great show. Are <laughs> <laughs> we talking about what? my sex life again? Wait a minute. I thought we got off that <laughs> You do something in television. Anyway, could you help me? Yeah, exactly. Oh, speaking of um, TV and entertainment, I've got to ask you this question. We've got a couple minutes left. 100 episodes we've done of this show, and I'm reflecting back on everything we've done, how we've grown – what is the trick to stay in power and entertainment? Like, how have we even made it 100 episodes and not killed each other or got bored with it? And how do you keep keep producing? I mean, you have so much content, and you've talked to me about some of the things that you're working on now. How do you just keep driving forward, and how do you make stuff work? You've been in this a long time. You've been doing this. You've got to pay well, for I have two kids. I have two kids in private school, so that is a big driving force. 
you know, just keeping this stupid decision that I made to breed uh, this operation going, this, this uh, essentially a compound here. So sheer fear would be at the top of my list, fear of uh, just financial ruin. Um, secondly, I have no skills in any other areas whatsoever, so I have, you know, painted myself into a corner there. And thirdly, I don't know, probably mental illness, just obsessive compulsiveness and and um, yeah, mental wow. illness. Wow, then we've got um, the formula it, made on this end. That's yeah, have you seen yes. his treehouse? That treehouse yeah. is better than houses I have lived in. That, those things aren't cheap. They're hey, we've got cheap. Mike Bush here, to... real quick, too. Let me get Mike in here because we've only got five minutes okay. to kettle a fish. Mike, what is up? Hey, uh, sorry for being late calling in. Happy 100th. I uh, I had uh, those time zone in my head. I had Central Time, not Eastern Time, but I uh, wanted to make sure I called in and uh, and said Happy 100th to you. Right on. Thank you, Mike. We thank you, sir. We got a couple minutes left. I want to hop right back over to John. John, what advice do you have for us so we can make it through this next hundred episodes? Well, um, I, ooh, the three of you. You mean the three of you work continuing to work together? The four of us. Yeah. Uh, four. Four. Who's the fourth? I'm the fourth. I'm the newbie, though. No, I'm Fern. I was. Oh, okay. Well, I would recommend group therapy. Have you guys tried any group therapy yet? We that's might want to do that, yeah. This summer. That that that's why Dee mm-hmm. is going to uh, being a psychologist. She's going to school to be a psychologist. So mm-hmm. we already got that taken care of. And we already all got <laughs> therapists that we can talk through when we don't want to share our feelings directly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you're right. It may ruin the show. Puppet. Show me on this puppet where Nick hurt you, Dwayne. Well, let's see. Where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> I think mm-hmm. it's going to be Jello therapy this summer. Yes. <laughs> my best, my honest advice would be just continue to grow and change. Don't try to just keep repeating the same thing. Try new, new, new. That is good advice. Mm. Um, Mike Bushman, <laughs> we got you for about two minutes. And then, John, you've got to stick around for Kettle of Fish and announce the winner of our contest. Mike, you've got you like got two it. minutes to chime in here. You're very successful at all your endeavors. Um, are we staying the course here? You think we've got a hundred episodes under our belt? You think we're doing something right? Yeah, I think uh, I think actually the show is growing and improving. I think having Fern there as a love interest for Dwayne has helped calm him down <laughs> and uh, and made him more thoughtful about what he's saying. Uh, really, I think the show, uh, and I've been listening more and more now that I figured out how to listen to podcasts uh, because uh, right. technology. He was a late bloomer for me, but now as I'm hiking in the woods, I'm listening to the ignorance equation, and uh, and you guys are sounding better and better, and and I love the interaction between all four of you. Well, you have, have to I promise us something. Someone? If you get lost or fall in a ravine or get mauled by a mountain lion, you can't blame it on being so engrossed in one of our conversations. At least I'll be. At least I'll go out happy. So there's a possible lawsuit there. I think, Nick. Yeah, that's what I'm concerned about. Maybe I should put a disclaimer at the beginning of every show. I'm sorry, Dwayne. Do you see? Do you see a difference if I mellowed though over the year, over the hundred episodes, Mike? Oh, there's no question whatsoever that you've mellowed. I think you've uh, you've been much better about listening to other opinions. Doesn't mean you agree with them, but I think you're you've become very thoughtful and introspective mm-hmm. even on in some episodes. So. 
Uh, and and I just think the banner has uh, has really gotten uh, really clever and interesting and good humor. Nothing like Thank me you. walking means- through the woods, people seeing me listening to headphones and I'm laughing out loud, or or just completely glazed over as I'm concentrating on the discussion. Yeah, that's that awesome. truly means a lot. That truly, it truly means a lot. That and then, like I said, be, talking to you it, 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 to me is the same as talking to John and having John being able to improvise with me and say texting me later on saying he enjoys it. You guys honestly are why I one of the reasons why I love the show so much. Thank you both. Of you. And I will say that's Thank the you. best way to listen to our program is out in the middle of the woods, just cackling and hearing it echo back and just like a <laughs> madman. In fact, I'm going to start broadcasting from the woods. I already live in the mountains. I think I'm going to take my headset outside. All right, we got 60 seconds. Thank you so much, Mike, for calling in. Once again, Absolutely. You we've had you on more than any other guest. So we definitely thank mm-hmm. you for that. You've been a big contributor to the show. Yes, yep. yes. Love thank doing you. it. Love doing All it. All right. Thanks, Mike. Have a good day. Take care. Right, John, you stick do. around because we're doing going to do the kettle of fish here just in a second. Uh, D, who do no we have worries. next week? Uh, next week we are actually having a super-duper magician, Steve Trash, is going to be on. Um and he actually, he does a lot of his stuff with upcycling and recycling, and so I think it's going to be really, really cool. And then uh, we're going to talk to Paul Goble the week after about all of these really great season finales, and there have been so many. Of them and we've all. got Tom Kiefer coming from Cinderella for all you old-school metalheads on Musical Osmosis. Very soon, Hi, yes. guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to the 100th Gypsy episode. Rose. It is time for Kettle of Fish. This week on Kettle of Fish, actor John Lear stops by to talk about winning like a winner who wins. Welcome to our after show. We call Kettle of Fish the No Politics Laughter Show. It's time for Kettle of Fish. No debate, hate, or argument allowed on Kettle of Fish. It's like a Willy Wonka psychedelic acid trip. So hooray for Kettle of Fish. All righty, guys. Welcome to Kettle of Fish, the show after the show, the talk after the talk, the 20-minute comedy money shot after the two hours of political foreplay. What was that show with Bill Cosby where he had the magic marker that wrote with more and more the magic marker? Reading Rainbow. That's what that intro shot reminds me of. Every time I picture Bill Cosby (laughs) with more and more markers. While I'm um, flattered that you would... Compare me to such a successful show. I'm also a little creeped out. You compare me to Bill Cosby. I've never roofied well, anybody. Let me just go uh, on a record well, that, saying that. That's not true. You've roofied me multiple times. No, you asked <laughs> for a roofie drink while we were at the oh. bar. Totally different. That's not a split. Who cares here? Come on now. All right, Fern. Um, Dee, are you guys yes. ready to get fishy? Because we've got one of our most favorite people, John Lear, on. So we've got to mix this up. And he'll be announcing oh, the winner yeah. today. Speaking of winning, John, Lear, sir, what is up? Hello. How are you? Good. I feel like we just talked to you. I just heard the Kettle of Fish theme song, and I just was dying. That was so hilarious. <laughs> I wish you a happy Passover, too, John. You, thank you so much. This day, you know, marks the day when... 
all of the non-Jew baby boys were killed because they didn't smear lamb's blood over their door. Very wow. important. They were definitely definitely not winning. Yeah. I got some spaghetti sauce. I got some spaghetti sauce on my shirt from last night. Do you think I'm safe? I would, just to be safe, I would slaughter an animal and rub the blood above your doorstep. Yeah. Nothing new. All right, we're talking about winning today because we are announcing our big kettle of fish winner today on the show. We had this awesome contest. John, you sent us some goodies. Vermin Supreme, Jay Johnson. God, who else? Liz Mealy, William Sanderson. A big box of goodies. Badger. We are Badger, of yeah. course. That's the grand Badger, prize Badger. is the Badger <laughs> autograph picture. And we are talking about winning. We will have so much winning if I get elected that you may get bored with winning. Believe me. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. You'll never get bored with winning. We never get bored. <laughs> there you go. Straight from the man himself. Um, before we announce the winner, I want to talk about winning a little bit. The theme of the episode, John. What is the best or craziest thing that you've ever won in your life? The craziest thing I've ever won. I was inducted into the Cowboy Hall of Fame in Dodge City, Kansas, two years ago. That was pretty amazing. Nice. And I was made, I was made honorary marshal of Dodge City, and I have a, a, a marshal star to prove it. Oh wow! Wow. So what all did so you get a key pretty, to the city? And if you did, are you sneaking in bedrooms at night? No, they, gave, they didn't give me a key. They, they knew they, they did a background check on me and knew that would be a bad idea. Yeah, we need tighter restrictions on city keys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not allowed to. By law, I'm not allowed to have a key to a city. Well, you know, I'm kind of like the lovable loser. Every time I won in my life, I've actually lost. Like, I remember in third grade, I was the kid that broke the pinata. But then I got trampled by all the other kids, and I didn't get any candy. So I don't know if you call oh. that a net gain. It's a zero sum win. And then another time, me and my friend Steve, we were very competitive, and we were on a junior bowling league, and we had never bowled before. And I won. Finally, I beat him at something. I won um, most improved bowler for the season. Really? And I was all happy. Yeah, and I was excited. And then Is I had a phone call. No, no, Is this was in Waldorf. Waldorf, okay. Maryland. I, I get a call the next day. I get a call from the um, guy who runs the league. He's like, I'm very sorry to tell you this. We miscalculated. Steve actually beat you oh, by one no. point. Oh, and my I was, God. And I was so happy because Steve beat me at everything. And as soon as I hung up the phone, he lived like nine doors down. Knock, knock, knock on the door. Can I have my trophy now? Big grin, shit-eating grin on his face. Oh, and no. I lost again. So I don't know if I've ever won anything, John. Like, it always comes with a price with me. That's like yes. America. Oh, here's the winner. Oh, sorry, wrong one. <laughs> or Miss Universe, whatever that was. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh that's like true. That's so Steve Harvey. Yeah, yeah, Steve Harvey called Nick. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> First, oh, what's God. the craziest or best thing you've ever won? I did win an off a lotto ticket once at work. I won like 100 bucks. I think that's the best thing I've ever won. She won my I, phone number, baby. 
<laughs> yeah, yes. I won Dwayne's Dwayne's companionship on the phone a couple times a week. That's that's actually is it is winning. It's a good way to get out frustration. Um, I guess the craziest thing I've ever won is a dumpster diving award. I literally got a plaque at a Christmas party for dumpster diving. I worked at an ophthalmology practice, and the girl who does all the billing left a huge stack of patients' charts. She took them off her desk and set them on the trash can. The cleaning lady came through that night and threw everything in the dumpster. There were all these patient charts sitting in this dumpster in the summertime with rotting food. I mean, it was awful. It was horrible. And I'd, I'd dive in there with my freaking dress clothes on, my dress shoes on, everything. And I'm pulling through this stuff to try to get these patients' charts back. So come Christmas, they bring us up and they say, we want to recognize these girls for their hard work. And they give me a fucking plaque that says it uh, excels in dumpster diving. So yeah. Wow. Oscar the Grouch's portrait burn. Yeah. Hey John, do you want to trade your Marshall badge, your Dodge City badge for Burns uh, Dumpster Diving Award? That sounds like a fair trade. There. I would. I would. I, 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 that's something you can put on your resume. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, I'm proficient yeah. in optics um, research and dumpster diving. How how does that not all go together? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. Hey, D. So you are mm-hmm. the queen of giveaways. You order giveaways all the time. The post office probably I am. What cartel? Because every week we're getting boxes from all the <laughs> What's the favorite thing you've ever won in a giveaway? Because you've won. You, you've won a. Yeah, I think it's a lot of shit. Um, actually, I think most recently, my favorite thing that, that I won, it was um, this thing that Quaker Oatmeal was doing um, with blogs, and you got little cups of oatmeal and some coupons for oatmeal and, like, this burlap bag and a bowl that looked like a heart. And the coolest thing um, was a small, like, action-sized, whatever, Polaroid camera. And it was so very cool that actually Nick got that camera for Christmas last year because I was like, oh, my God. This, I mean, it was like an $80, $90 camera. And I was like, oh, you know, I, I didn't even know they still made Polaroid cameras. But apparently they still do. And the film is incredibly pricey. Uh, it's like almost $1.50 per picture. I mean, it's like crazy. But it was really, really cool. Um, and then I won some really cool, like, rubber not lacing laces like you put them on your shoes and you never have to tie your shoes again um and that was pretty really really cool yeah definitely. sweet all right i saved the best for last or maybe the worst for last <laughs> yeah. I, i'm almost afraid to ask you this Dwayne, what is the best or craziest thing you've ever won <laughs> uh, uh mine is worse than yours nick i have honestly i've been brainstorming trying to figure out what i've won and really nothing I mean, I tell my wife she won the lottery of life every time I said I do, but I I, I make myself a winner. That's I a pretty go shitty lottery. Yeah, <laughs> poor girl. But I used to always go to this Walmart back in the little town in Illinois, and I used to make myself a winner. Like when Register One would open, I would literally from across the store yell, "I'm number one! Hell yeah! Look at me, number one!" And I'd be the only person in the express lane, and I'd be like jumping up and down like I just wanted to. A, 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 a frantic shopper giveaway thing, you know, and I'd get in line and I'd be like, number one, yeah! And the cashier was really cool 
and she would go along with it. So every time I'd walk in the store, she'd see me. She'd put up, like, her hand, like, number one, and I'd be like, number one across the floor. So I made myself my own Walmart expressway number one champion. Oh, my God. So, wow, it's a little victory <laughs> in life, isn't it? Hey, John, you yeah. know, uh, to be on um, 10 items or less, speaking of grocery stores, and something I've always wanted to win and never has is a, one of those things where they give you 60 seconds or three minutes to pull as much crap off the shelf and get yeah. to the yeah. I wish I could do something like that. We wanted to do an episode, um, kind of, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, sort of a nod to that show. I forgot what it, Supermarket Sweep or what yeah, was it called? That's it. Supermarket, yeah, that's it. Supermarket yeah. Sweep. Yeah. And uh, but we, but our art department begged us not to do it because of all the shit that we'd be pulling down off the shelves. They were afraid that it would take too long to put it all back. So they baked us, oh, baked us. Not that would have been an incredible episode. I remember the first time I saw something like that was an episode of Laverne and Shirley when I was a kid. And Laverne and Shirley yes. won like three minutes to go through the store. And I was like, this is amazing. And ever since yes. then, I wanted to be one of those winners. And it's never happened. Married, married with children, Al Bundy creates the Card of Doom, beats the Darcy's with his card. And his, his finale, just like me at the very end, they win. They get the $1,000 shopping spree and sh- Al gets stabbed with the own Ginsu knives on the front of a shopping cart by Peg. So, I mean, that's, that's yeah, that's, <laughs> that was one of my favorites, too. <laughs> All right. Well, let's shift gears here. We're going to have John announce the big winner of the Kettle of Fish contest. Just oh, so you know, it's John, real. John, John did, you, did, you, did you get that letter I sent you with that, you know, with, with, while, the, while Jackson's still on it? You know, Jackson, I'm talking about it. I, I sent you that letter, so when you pick, you know what you got to do. <laughs> I right? don't know who. Yeah, no. I don't know Harry who Tubman. I'm supposed to announce. He, well, I mean, Harry Tubman, you know, the new 20, Harry Tubman. Whatever, I sent you something. I just printed it up last week. Like, you yeah, did, <laughs> did you get the information about the winner, John, or do we need to announce it? No, but I'm looking for it right now. Was it via Facebook? On Facebook, yes. Oh, oh here it is. Yes. Here it is. Uh, All right, before you do it, okay. Okay. let me ask you this. All right, I'm ready. Presented, have you ever presented an award before, or is this a first for you? I can't think. I... No, I did something at the People's Choice Award a long time ago, but I don't think I presented. I just – I don't remember what I did. But, no, I don't think so. I think this may be the first award I've ever presented in my nice. life. Awesome. And you've got I'm nervous. amateurs we sent you, right? Like you're wearing a tux and you put a little podium oh, yeah. in the background. <laughs> Well, I always wear martini. a tux whenever I'm on your shows. I first – I bait, I do wow. a, a bleach bath, then I, I – Carefully towel dry off, and then I put a tux on. Well, I took you for Makes an air five I am learning so much about you, John. I thought you'd just go out of the, the back door to take off. The key with the bleach <laughs> bath is you've got to towel dry off before you put the tux on, or it'll ruin the tux. The bleach will, yeah. you know, discolor mm-hmm. the tux. <laughs> it's always good to have a friend towel your back. That's right. Yeah. You, need, you need a friend to tell your back. That's so true. <laughs> All right. Well, on that happy note, John, are you ready to announce the winner of our fabulous Kettle of Fish prize contest? Uh, I am. Uh, should I announce it right now? The, whenever you fill the we drum roll. Correct, John, you have The winner is from Omaha, Nebraska. 
and her name is Gracie Call. K A H L. I think that's cool. Yay! Woo! Yeah! Yes! I wish Congratulations, Gracie. You just won $10,000 from Kettle of Fish. Oh, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the lawyers? And a bleach bath. Um, and a bleach I, I bath. Say, yes. Administered I, by Dwayne. He'll fly to your house and give you a, ble- a bleach sponge bath. I don't know if Gracie has a boyfriend or a husband or a girlfriend, you know, this is the, the millennium. But I know after getting that picture of me, her significant other is going to be very lucky because after seeing that, she is going to be one turned on young lady. Well, That's let me correct. say this, too. Um, we actually did an episode of Friday Night Drunk at Trivia with comedian Christine, how do you say her last name, Moradino, D? Moradino. Moradino, and she was actually at a Chinese mm-hmm. restaurant, like at one of those sushi places when she was on the air with us, and I was like, hey, put your waiter on. And the waiter got on, he's like, this, and I was all professional sound, and I was like, this is Nick from um, Friday Night Drunk at Trivia. Christine is about to win $10 million if you get this question right. And I guess that would be a funny nod, right? So don't blow it. You're going to cost her $10 million. He's like, dude, are you serious? Because I'm going to get a lawyer if you're not. So, I mean, is this seriously how much money it's worth? And I was just kind of floored. <laughs> he was like mad. Like, yeah, he was angry. And I was like, no, this is just a joke, dude. I'm sorry. You can go back to, like, cutting up fish or whatever the heck you were doing. Well, that guy thank was, you, John. John yeah, just ruined my chances of vacation. Because Nick said he was going to, you know – drive me out or whatever, bring me out to Virginia Beach this summer, and now he has to pay $10,000 to our winner, so he's not going to have the money to bring me out to Virginia Beach. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually, I have to pay $2,500 because this goes four ways. It's our show now. So, welcome That's to the right, Olympics, yeah. Dwayne. Well, I feel like you should cut me in for 20%. I'm good for $2,000. Well, let's just I'll do it on Bleach bath picture from John Lear, and I think that will be worth two thousand all in. Yeah, I think so, definitely. Well, our no, you know uh, the bleach bath uh, uh, franchise that Dwayne and I have is be, is doing so well in Slovakia. I believe that the the bleach bath company could pay the entire ten grand. <laughs> well, let's Probably. not inquire. Yeah. It really is a bleach bath empire at this point. Let's not be yeah. modest. Well, yeah, he's expanding his awesome. horizons. He has now a uh, purple thong and fishnet shirt with huge nipples. He informed us of that earlier today. So his <laughs> empire is now growing. Inquire me $25,000 for the video of me and John in the tub together. I still have, I haven't signed the papers yet, just so you know, John. Yeah, we need 26, a full 000, release. 26000 in state private. <laughs> All right, we've only got a couple of minutes left, so real quick, back to our winner. We will have so much winning if I get elected that you may get bored with winning. Believe me, I agree, you'll never get bored with winning. We never get bored. Hell no. We have 200 entries. Our winner is Gracie Call, and she actually entered, what, 18 times? Yeah, 18 or 19 times. Yeah, that's dedication, man. Which I'm telling you, we actually have to send out two separate packages because there was so much stuff, it wouldn't all fit in the biggest box I had. Um, Wow. But, yeah, she's got tons and tons of stuff. It's so cool. Like, it's craziness. Craziness. Absolutely. So look for photos later on Kettle of Fish. Uh, I'll probably put up those pictures right before we send everything out. It'll be awesome. 
Sounds good. All right, we're mm-hmm. winding things down. John, I know you got so much going on. I don't know what you can or cannot talk about, but why don't you tell everybody a little bit of what you're working on and where everybody can find you? 2D3? Uh, right now, the best place to go is to Howler.tv, www.howler.tv, H-O-W-L-E-R, and, or my Facebook page, and we're announcing – Nancy and I have two upcoming product projects, and we're just waiting for the final okay to be able to announce them. But I told you, Nick, and they're pretty good, huh? They, I mean, I told Dee last night, and I was like, I am amazed at how much John has going on at any particular time. And I'm a lightweight mm-hmm. compared to you. Like, I sit here and whine. I go, i got to get off my laptop for my day job and then go on my desktop and write an article. Oh, I'm so overwhelmed. And meanwhile, John Lear's like, has nails in his mouth building tree houses while typing something with his toes while on his Bluetooth making, like, business deals in Hollywood. I don't know how you do it. I don't know where your energy level comes from. What do you drink, 30 monsters a day? Yeah, no, I've never – you know, I, uh, I, I've i never had a monster. I don't know why. I'm just a coffee guy. I love um, my coffee. Yeah, well, we don't want to draw three draw monsters. Any news on Quick Draw Three? Oh, yes, there is some. We have, you know, it, Quick Draw is not coming back to Hulu. That's official. However, we have a a new home for Quick Draw, but we aren't we are not allowed to announce it just quite yet. But we do have a new home. It is coming back. We will be making more yes. Quick Draw for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. I know there's a lot of yeah. happy people that are just chomping at the bit to hear that announcement. <laughs> I know. I can't wait get, either. I love making do you, that. Do you think you get Sean Connery to play Badger sitting in a bleach bath in one of the episodes? Well, how, why would we do that if we can't have you? I mean, I think we need oh, well. you, Dwayne. Hey, I'm up, Sean, I'm up for it. If you, if you want me, I will. If I have to sell a kidney. If you if you're sincere, I will tell kids. <laughs> Listen, I, 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 I want kids in the wife, but not mine. <laughs> my goal is to put you in a bleach bath, and Nick, I really want to put a bullet in your head if we could. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, I mean, you're right in line and with the, everybody else. The, I would invite you, but you know, the only option is to play a horse. I don't know how you feel about that. There, women women were not treated well in the West. Let's put it that way. Studies are not conclusive yet that which is more deadly, the bullet to the head or the bleach bath. So I'm just putting that out there. That you, either one can be just as deadly. <laughs> hey, I'm, yeah, I'm it's true. that somebody wants to put a bullet in my head in a fictional environment. That's the first time somebody <laughs> said that. And then it's exactly. So that's amazing. All right, guys, we got to go. We're at the 20-minute mark. John, thank you so much. I think you've been on our show like seven or eight times now. Uh, and, uh, my pleasure, you guys. I love what you do, and congratulations on the 100th episode, and great to be on Kettle of Fish. Nice. Thank you, All righty, guys. We'll be back next Bye, week. Bye, you guys. Steve Trash, thank you, John. Thank you, guys. This has been a great 100th episode. I'm going to go so, grab a fish I'm sandwich. Gonna...
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.